Hey, what's going on, Miles? Hey, Brian, how you doing? Dude, okay, man, it's Friday. It's Friday, so, uh, you know, so <laughs> that means nothing to me. Uh, but I'm sure it means something to you. Are you excited about your weekend? Yeah, because uh, obviously we do this show every Friday where we have a list of, like, PSVR stuff to talk about. And then, obviously, 90% of the show will be talking about whatever comes out of our mouths, which we don't know yet because we just hang out and chat shit and i like that yeah i mean if everyone sticks around long enough you can hear what i thought about prometheus <clears throat> and uh covenant oh, ooh. <laughs> interesting i'm up for that i'm up for that i'm sticking around for that i think yeah all right all right cool well, well if you're gonna stick around then i mean i feel like we should probably just get this thing started sure yeah i'll, I'll just i'll just wait here all right let's do it He says, I'll just wait here. <laughs> I think some of the funniest things people say, Miles, are the things that like just go totally uh, unrecognized, right? Like, let's get this show started. Oh, that's All my right. life. I'll, do, I'll just wait here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Wise Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live for your viewing pleasure. That's right. If you get two eyes, <laughs> even just one, YouTube dot com slash without pro game 6 p.m eastern monday wednesday friday uh but if you've only got one ear or possibly two and maybe no eyes it doesn't matter how many eyes you have if you want to listen to it on podcast services of your choice thanks to our good friend jamie out gets this thing uploaded on po podcast services like spotify and other podcast services that no one knows the names of um also if you uh if you check this thing out after it's not live sci-fi game cat henry puts timestamps in it uh sometimes three hour episodes can be way too long to sit around and just search through when you want to only hear about one topic and you don't want to hear us talk about, I don't know, things like UMDs in Prometheus. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And every Friday, as always, my friend, Miles Two Wise Dyer, uh, cross the pond. What's going on, Miles? Not much, Brian. Not much. Wow, that was I'm just waiting here super... for uh, the Prometheus that I came. That's why I tuned in today. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the Prometheus stuff. Okay. Yeah. He, here's what I'm going to say. When I say, Miles, what's going on? If you don't have anything to say, this isn't going to be a very good show. I need... Oh, I was meant to say stuff. I need, oh, yeah. I need you to um, talk about stuff. Miles, what have you, like, been, what have you been playing? What, what's been happening on your channel? What have you been playing on PSVR? Uh, what have you been playing maybe not on PSVR? Get me caught up. It's been a week, dude. What's been going on? I know. I know, and I'm sorry, Brian. My, my dry British humour always gives Brian complete unnecessary anxiety with like, oh my God, Miles doesn't even know why he's here. Um, <laughs> well, so, ne neither does anybody in the chat, neither do I. That's true. No one really knows why we're here. What's life all about, the, Miles? Is God really real the, or is there some doubt? Well, I was going to say, the fact that we're all here right now is a miracle and, uh, you know, it's all by complete coincidence. So, um, yay for coincidences. Um, this week, Brian, what have I been playing? Well, last weekend, uh, my Let's Play was Creed and I put the challenge out there for Game Cats to come along and box me. The issue was that the day before, I decided to give it a quick go uh, because I was excited to play the PSVR 2 Championship Edition. And then I got to the live stream. I was already aching all over my arms <laughs> <laughs> from playing one match. Yeah. But I did five matches. Four were with Game Cats. And then one of them was doing the opening champion. It, it, it was the Rise to Glory 
uh, campaign. I was curious to see how it looked yeah. with the upgraded version. Well, and I did it on champion mode, but obviously the first fight's pretty simple. Um, undefeated, I have to say. Um, but it was an absolute buzz playing with people because everyone in the chat was like, all right, I'll, I'll go on next. And um, just huge love for everyone that turned up. Um, and also for those that gave it a go. These are the things I love most. I always go on about it with virtual reality. It's the social experiences. It's the fact that you get to box in real time to a certain degree with, you know, people around the world. And I just think it's amazing. And um, yeah, the game feels great. Obviously not having rumble in the headset is a, is a, is a very odd thing, but I tell you what, not having to move around the map like this. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Is a because <laughs> it is the that is actually one of the best techniques in the PSVR version is to make your opponent laugh by just seeing you <laughs> doing this everywhere. But I can't remember who it was I was boxing, but someone kept doing circles around me. I need to dig up the clip because I remember I just kept trying not to get tangled in my cable and I was getting dizzy going, Can you stop doing circles around me? I knocked him out in the end, so I was really glad because it was making me super angry. Um, but yeah, so Creed has been a, a game I've played a lot of. Pavlov, as always, I keep jumping into it. TTT mode is so good. And I do think TTT mode is something we should live stream where we arrange, you know, Wes, AJ, you, me, and then we find six other people to jump in because it is a game that you only go on to stream it with people that you can trust. And when I say trust, obviously it's a game about deceiving, but I mean people that you can trust not to say anything live on air that is going to get your account suspended because For sure. that's why a lot of um, streamers that play Pavlov don't play that particular mode because it is all about the social interactions. But yeah, um, those two have been it really. Okay, it's good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do have to say that uh, today I woke up and it's just one of those days where it's like, oh man, it's like there's a million things that I could have been doing, should have been doing. What do you? What's why you need to show everyone your butt, huh? What's going on here? Why do you go to show everyone your butt? Huh? You show up? Huh? Um, I just didn't want to do anything, man. And, uh, and and I've been promising myself ever since I finished the Gran Turismo 7 review that I was going to start every single day uh, by playing some Gran Turismo. I, I just want to do my dailies, get in there and, and get my lottery ticket and then, you know, get my 10,000 credits because that's generally what you get in Gran Turismo 7, yeah. your lottery ticket. Uh, and so uh, and I hadn't done that. I don't know how many weeks or it's probably been a month and a half probably since my review. And, uh, and I finally, and I finally said, you know what? Screw it, man. Put every, I put everything down and I just played Gran Turismo and I had a blast, dude. Gran Turismo is so good. So good. And it's easy to forget how good it is. That thing alone is worth the price of admission for PSVR too. It's just. So incredible. My G29, got my racing rig set up. Andrew Bailey in the chat with the two quid says, wheel, pedal, shifter, seat and rig on the way. Excited. So another cat out there uh, with with a full racing rig on the way. Very excited for you, Andrew. It is life-changing. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, Gran Turismo is a game I, I need to be jumping back into. Um, and I've, I've got the rig there set up. The only thing I have to do is put my PS5 on the floor and sort of move it. I did buy this um, extension USB cable, but it wasn't working properly. So I just need to go and get another one. Um, it was because I, I learned for the first time the difference between passive and active yep. USB cables. Now, this shows what a noob I was. My understanding with an active cable, which is if it's over a certain length, was that you'd actually have to be plug, plugged into a power supply of some 
sort. No, that's not the case. The whole point of active is you don't have to do that. It means it can activate the power from whatever you're plugging it into. Um, but I, I think I only had a two meter extension, if that, yep. and the wheel was not working with it. It was doing all some weird sort of motions. Um, so yeah, I need to just get that set up. Yeah, same thing happened. I might to me. get. A, and it happened to oh, me. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm actually playing without an extension cable at all uh, because the one I had was just a was, was just for charging. Uh, I I had to go through the same learning process. I, I don't know how something this important got past me. Right? It was like we're we're not. I mean, I wouldn't call us the most tech, technological technologically savvy people on the face of the planet, but we certainly have a decent understanding of what's going on around here. And uh, and somehow neither one of us had any idea that this was. Uh, something we had to know. And so I, I went through the same process going, what the hell's wrong with my, my rig? What's happening? Why isn't this responding properly? Uh, and then, uh, and, and then I just haven't gotten around to ordering the proper cable. I want to make sure I get the right one, obviously. Yeah. And it's even making me think about potentially ordering a, a USB C extension for the headset. Um, I hear that they work fine. Um, yeah. just because it's, it's this thing of like, I probably could get away with it, but it's just the thought of like, if when sat, because my sort of seat is in the corner of the room, if I just somehow, you know, I don't know, get up, it, it's just the sort of length that the margin of error, you just always got these fears of just tugging the PS5 onto the floor. Yeah. Um, but what you were mentioning about like being tech savvy and sort of like doing this research, you know, so we can the share word, it with the, the word community. is technologically savvy. Let, yeah. I had, to, I had to sound it out. Thanks, Matthew Longo, well, for um, not letting me get away with jack shit around here. You fucker. <laughs> but um, it, it, you, you reminded me of something that is PlayStation related, not VR related, but just a bit of a public service announcement is um, it, anyone that owns a PS5, you have access to the PlayStation or the PS Plus collection of all these great games. Make sure you add them to your library if you haven't already, because PlayStation are removing them in May, uh, which is a shame. Hopefully we'll get a PSVR plus collection it ain't happening is it it would have happened by now well um, right anybody unless... who has plus yeah right it's, it's, yeah, yeah. In... uh yeah yes yeah. uh yeah yeah sorry yeah <laughs> it's called the plus collection for plus. a reason yeah 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 um yeah, yeah people people are always like well they're not free games because you have to pay for plus and it's like yeah but like how are you not paying for plus i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure there's a bunch of people who just don't care about playing online uh and are missing out on tons of great uh experiences uh but man it's like I feel like I get my money back on PlayStation Plus, or if I, you know, wasn't in the situation that I'm in, I'd be getting my money back on PlayStation Plus pretty much every other month. Um, was it sixty dollars for the year, and you get about sixty dollars worth of games almost every single month? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It is amazing. I just want to read a quick comment from the chat. Anilis Ryan, the game feline, says, "If you haven't got a magnetic USB-C adapter yet, I'd say it's crucial to keeping your USB connect yeah. from snapping off in the PS5." So I'm assuming that means. It's literally where it plugs into the console. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know about this. I'm going to be looking it up and probably get it because it reminds me of the um, the charging station, the official PlayStation one. It's obviously a, a it's an obvious piece of design, but the fact that you get these little adapters that go into yep. uh, the sense controllers, so you're not constantly plug it in and out of that connection, and instead it rests on it. Well, then that- that's going to last a lot longer. So now, this is Ryan. Now, Ryan is recommending this for a different reason. It's because uh, is most uh, people like me have my PlayStation Five sitting on the floor, right? And so the USB cables are sticking straight out 
at ankle level. And so you walk by, it's so easy to kick those and then damage the USB-C port or the USB-C cable. And so I don't know if you guys remember the OG Xbox that had kind of like these breakaway controller deals for the exact same thing. Because because uh, if you ever played the like had like Halo parties and there were four play- people playing Halo at once, somebody would inevitably cr- walk across the room and then trip over somebody's controller cable uh, and then send the entire Xbox falling to the floor. Like this would just, this, this just happened so many times that eventually they created these like breakaway cables. And I, th- and I'm pretty sure that's a, a, a pretty similar thing to what Nihilus Ryan is explaining here, uh, to make sure that you don't damage your PlayStation 5 by accidentally kicking the cable or, um, or dropping the PlayStation to the floor. Right. And he, he's just added, make sure it's a 40 gigabyte per second though, so you don't get latency, um, which is a good one. Um, and yeah, another thing on that, Brian, with the actual PSVR2 headset, um, I have a, um, a, um, a headstand like a mannequin head that I rest it on when I'm not using it. So it's so creepy, man. That is so creepy. Like I used to have one and, and it would sit across the room, like on top of my uh, computer desk. And every, every day I would wake up and think someone was in my room every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah, I, I, it is creepy, but useful. But, um, <laughs> but when useful. you put the, but when you, when you put the headset down on the floor, the way the headset's built and it rests, it makes me nervous because it looks like the cable's been permanently bent because mm-hmm. of where it rests. Would you do you agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I always put it on my couch with the cable going through like the groove between the two like pillows. Like it's such a small thing, but I do find with the design of the headset, um, I didn't, I can't remember having that issue with the the PSVR headset. Um, I feel that it it rested. I guess because the front was heavier, um, you, you wouldn't have had that. But yeah, uh, don't mind me, man. I am. Uh, I'm just trying to get caught up on some tips here. With... Yeah, we got we got a lot of tips to go through. So uh, right, well, then let's, yeah, we... let's rewind and uh, get back to the beginning. A very good place to start with Anthony. Get in my belly, game cat. Game a cat Wilkins uh, with a $20 tip says, hey, Brian, I fixed a typo in my name, LOL. The, the funny <laughs> thing about this is he fixed a typo in his name, but then he spelled my name. But your name. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't nice. fix the typo. He was trying to spite you at all. In my name. <laughs> two I, two I Friday. Maybe, maybe he's British. <laughs> maybe he's British and also has a terrible sense of humor like you do, Miles. And, and it's just going yeah. right over my head right now. And he's, and, he, yeah. and he's super duper funny and I don't get the joke. Uh, also, he follows it up with another $20 tip and says, P.S. I love the show. Well, that's great, Anthony, because we love you. Kill Artist won the Dreamweaver GameCat with $5 tips. I was like, I got my Kiwi Cable V2 cable management system in today. Excited to get it set up. These are the pulley systems. Uh, Kiwi does the pulley systems oh, for, uh, for PSVR. I was looking at that. Yeah. I've been looking at so many videos of like the different ways you can set it up because some people have it where you, you have them set up in a line, so it's kind of like a fishing rod. Yeah. And then others do it where it's in sort of a, a triangulation. Yeah. So you have like three, and then they go into one. And then that's what connects into you. And it gave me too much anxiety. <laughs> so if you set it up and it's great, uh, you say excited to set it up. So you haven't even set it up yet. I'd, I'd be super anxious, but definitely share on the, the Discord. Everyone join the Discord if you haven't already. Um, details in the description. But would you, any, anyone else who's done this already, just show me how you've set it up. I'd, I'd love to see it because for me, it's um, engineering magic. 
that I'm not convinced I'm ready to do yet. <laughs> I, had, I had the pulley set up for uh, a PSVR one for a while. And uh, the, the Kiwi system specifically, they are just high, high quality pulley systems. And so they're, they're just well built. You can tell just by holding them. And then when you pull, like it doesn't make any sound. It's like super smooth when you pull the, um, when you pull the hooks out and you're uh, not feeling tension when you move your head. No, like no. <laughs> it's re- it's, they're really, really well done. Um, I haven't used it for my PSVR two. And I'll tell you why is because with the one super light cable, I don't even know it's there and it hasn't become an issue. Now I'm not doing a lot of right. like, physical games, right? Like I did Creed and that wasn't a problem, but like I'm sure over the course of time, I'm going to be like, you know what? Eventually I'm going to have to set this thing up the set the pulley system thing up again. Yeah. I, I have to say playing Creed for an hour and 15 on a live stream. Um, not, <laughs> I didn't have any issue with the, um, with the cable. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm with you there. And also the thing about this, ca- uh, this Kiwi cable management system yeah. is we're now playing games like Pavlov, where to to prone, I actually lie on the floor mm-hmm. and I do it quite a lot because <laughs> I have this VR mat now, and I I worry if the the, the pulley system, I pr- I probably have to get a USB uh, C extension cable because otherwise it's got to go from the TV up to the ceiling all the way back down, and yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, curious to see it, how it works for people. Um, Dude. next. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this is my favorite tip of the day so far. Man Bear Pig Game Cat does exist with a two dollar tip. Says I love PSVR yeah. two. Played Creed. Almost broke TV and girlfriend. Like <laughs> almost broke TV ampersand girlfriend. I like what a fucking brilliant way to put that. It's like TV. Yeah. Also the girl. It, yeah. 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 TV first. <laughs> uh, almost almost broke TV comma girlfriend comma relationship. Oh my goodness. Uh, we got Leo Owl with the 27 Sekiros. Nice. Thanks for the membership, Miles. Uh, dirt tracks on GT7 equals great. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Dirt, dirt I, tracks on GT7 equal GR8. Like, <laughs> is that, is that Grand Rally 8? No, I'm just kidding. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, Grand Rally 8. Yeah. That was so bad. I think I'm British. Yeah, and, and Lee, so thanks for the membership. So I'm assuming you were one of them that got gifted. Uh, yes, some people will gift memberships, uh, obviously on this live stream, but also during my show on Wednesday. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, uh, thank you for that. <sighs> All right, I think that gets caught, uh, is caught up on tips. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, Cro- one's just come in from Chrome Colossus with the $4.99. I bought an $18 infrared lamp. I think it might be infrared. Probably infrared. Know. Sure, could, could be an infrared. I infrared could be. Maybe that's one. the brand name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the lamp to allow for a dark room, and it works great. I hope you hated Prometheus and Covenant as much as me, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, only because you tipped. We'll get to it right now, um, dude. Alien Three was trash. Okay, I don't care what. Okay, I, I haven't seen. I, I, Alien Three was the first one I ever saw when I was like ten years old, and I can't really remember it. And, and it, I'm going to tell you right now: if you saw it when you were ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old, like you, it was probably a good movie. But uh, man, this was the first time I had watched it, and I thought like the the, the special effects were bad even for the time. Uh, and then I followed that up with Alien Resurrection, which I think is pretty universally hated, uh, and for good reason. It's just it's just terrible conceptually, and it, it's it's the special effects are awful, and it's not scary. It's just it's just rough. Um, and so I was like, well, any Ridley Scott is back with Prometheus. This has to be good. You know, the, the twist was ruined for me, right? As it was for everybody the day after it came out in the theater, because Prometheus was released without the, the, the knowledge that it was an alien movie. Everyone's like, oh, here's this, here's this movie about the origins of life. And it's by Ridley Scott, you know, like this, this, this 
huge, well-known director. This has got to be good. And and it's not until the last 20 seconds of the movie that there's the reveal that this is actually an alien movie. Uh, you, there's obviously clues throughout the course of the movie. The pro- yeah, the you know, proto-morph at the end. Yeah. Right, um, there's like a, a, I'm very, HR by guy. The way, I'm very conflicted about Prometheus, so um, I'm, I'm really um, looking forward to hearing this. I mean, you know, yeah, it's... It's not a stretch to for for anybody to be like, really, you didn't know it was an alien movie for the last twenty seconds. I think anybody who hadn't seen an alien movie and wasn't familiar with the works of like H.R. Geiger and you know like some of the designs of these things, like I think it was pretty obvious at a certain point. But I was just waiting for it to be like, here's the actual reveal, and I was disappointed man, because it's. I think it's kind of a cheesy movie. Like it's the the effects are really well done. I thought I thought it was an interesting story, but overall, just beautiful, kind of... be- beautiful planet. Yeah, like Ridley Scott nails atmospheres. These I would love to see Ridley Scott make a VR game, like with his. And and by the way, if you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and watch the behind the scenes of Prometheus. It's like a full on documentary, and the way that he just it, in every step of production, he's there and he'll be there with his sketchbook because he's a very visual person and he designs helps the designing of the monsters um and like the 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 planets and he just his his visual design is, and you know cinematography is bar none you know one that one of the best in in, in the world yeah um and, that, and that's the kind of stuff yeah. that saves it for me miles like i, I thought it was like I, I thought it was like it, there was definitely a lot of cheesiness in the movie like it was just a lot, a lot of like okay like I, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna smile and nod and move along because like this is you know i know what this is uh if i was seeing it in the theater i don't think i would have been nearly as accepting of of, of being like oh man this is just kind of rough right it's a beautiful movie but it but i don't think it's done really really well and so and, and you mean you didn't like it when she was running away from the crashing spaceship that was a massive donut rolling towards her right. instead of running out the way she's running like <laughs> uh, oh, don't bring common um, sense into this conversation miles yeah. whatever you do ridiculous um, it was fine though. It was fine. Like I know people hate on it, and I was like, I, I'm not going to hate on it. It was it it was okay. Um, but but what what I'm discovering, Miles, is that people are the way people think that you should make a good alien movie is to keep the aliens out of it as much as possible, right? And 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 I do, and I totally 100 percent accept that when it comes to the horror movie uh, ratios, right? Like you talk to Steven Spielberg and he says, well, how do you make Jaws scary? And so by, by not showing him for the first half of the movie, right? It's just the, you, you know, he's there, you know, there's a shark and, and the tension builds. And then finally you get the reveal and it's not, it's not gonna be terribly scary once the reveal happens. And, and so I think people are taking that to like new places where it's just like, Hey, we're not going to show the alien until the movie's over. I'm like, well, that's that maybe that wasn't the way to do it either. And so, and so with Covenant, uh, I, I got into it and I was like, and, and you know what? I, I turned it off halfway through. It's not that I won't finish it. It's not that I wasn't interested. It's just that it felt so formulaic and so no surprises and just n- not interesting. It was like, it just felt, it felt like somebody was like, Hey, we need to make another alien movie. And, and no one put too much thought into it. And they just said, let's do it. And, and that was sort of the extent of it. Yeah, um, look, Prometheus, I have a very strong love-hate relationship with it. There was a lot I loved about it. There were a few things that really bothered me. The engineers and the sort of philosophy behind it, I find fascinating. And like the whole idea that, um, I don't know, without getting into too much detail, the philosophy behind it is the idea of like, the engineers created humans. What is their relationship? Do they fear they want to destroy humans once they get discovered by Mm -hmm. them? 
And then humans have created robots to serve us, but now do the robots actually want to break free of that, which is explored a lot more in Covenant. Um, Covenant, when I was in my more YouTube days, I actually got invited to the London premiere with the green carpet, which was fucking awesome. So I definitely had a um, rose-tinted glasses approach to the movie. Like I was a lot more hyped than I probably would have been if I'd just gone to the cinema normally. But Covenant has some fucking epic moments with it. The bit with the xenomorph on the um, like the the ship, the sort of lander. You might not have got. You might have switched off by then. It's in the trailer where it's like um, snarling at. Um, is it who's who's the um, comedian in it? Danny. Um, oh, yeah, with, I, I, with the black beard. I, oh, someone in the chat can help me. Yeah, well, I'm sure. But I'm um, sure. yeah. But in terms of surprises, there's a really big actor who's in the movie, and he gets taken care of suddenly at the start, right at the start. And I thought that was uh, McBride, Danny McBride. Thank you, uh, Matthew. Um, yeah, there's a there's a, a thing at the beginning that's really great. But my issue with Covenant is it has some really brutal, epic moments, but there's a lot of these, oh, why did they do that? Why did they do that? And there was a bit of that in Prometheus as well. The reason the original Alien is so good is they're literally at dinner discussing, you know, what's it like being on a mining sh- vessel? Right. And like you start relating to the characters, it's like the mundane. Whereas it seems that once you've established these worlds, everything you talk about just becomes exposition of like, well, we know what this is. We don't. They don't have to act like people anymore. They've just got to talk about, you know, pushing the story forward. And Covenant was lots of that. The last thing I'll say about Covenant, though, is clearly what happened was the pushback from critics for Prometheus was it didn't have enough. It didn't have any xenomorphs in it. It should have had more. And so the studio was like, okay, for the next one, we're going to call it Alien Covenant. Right. They're like, right, we'll put Xenomorphs in it. And actually, the, the the last half an hour of the movie is pretty much the original Alien, but just crammed into half an hour. I kid you not. And it's like, oh, my God. So it you, you lose all of the tension and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Aliens VR game, though, man, by um, uh, Servius. Listen, in, in, a, in a world where... Everything's a reboot where everything's being redone. It's time for Alien, uh, the Alien franchise to be redone. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem to matter anymore, right? It, like the Halloween movies picked up right after the first movie, I believe. They, they basically retconned two through the rest of them, right? H2O didn't exist. Uh, Resurrection didn't exist. None of these game- movies existed. They retconned the entire series except for the first one. Uh, same thing for... Uh, I don't, I don't fucking know. What, what, what are the, oh, the exorcist that's happening with, uh, the exorcist, the new exorcist movie that's coming out is basically retconning everything after the exorcist one. And this is a direct sequel right. to the original exorcist movie. It's time to do that for aliens. Only alien was good and aliens was good. Like, I mean, both of those movies were fucking great. It's time to just pretend like the, none of the rest of them happened. I was actually shocked to find out that like Sigourney Weaver was in, uh, uh in, uh, resurrection. To me, Resurrection was was the epitome of like the third, third, fourth, and fifth Crow movie, right? Direct to DVD, direct to VHS, right? Never had a theatrical release. That that's what I expected that movie to be. And then Sigourney Weaver starring in it, and like the the producer of the movie. I was like, what, what? Like I figured with her being there, it's like okay, well this has to be better than everyone's saying, and it's just not. 
right? I was, oh my, I was just shocked, man. Like that, I, I was just completely shocked that it, it had such a big budget, it had so much going for it, and it still ended up where it ended up. Uh, Matthew Long says, well, and she played what, basketball. Yeah, there's that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Crank Colossus definitely got their four dollar ninety nine tip from uh, asking about <laughs> Prometheus and Covenant. Two hundred people you know, tuned out, Miles, but but at least yeah. we covered the five dollar tip. But I tell you what, I'm happy to ask the the chat the question now. But this should be a a topic for a future show. Sure. Is what movie IPs would we like to see get the PSVR two treatment? Because obviously we've got Aliens coming out. We've got a new Exorcist. Um, yep. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a new Good Burger movie sequel being made. So maybe there could be a VR game of that. Dude, lots of sirens on my end. I apologize. Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down for that. And I need an iCarly video game. Right. There, okay. there we go. He's playing Spencer, making art and shit. Yeah, crazy shit's happening in the background all the time. I don't know. Feel the magic, hear the roar. Thunder game cats are loose. With the Australian two dollar tips, says girlfriends hate VR. VR is more important, so it doesn't matter if you break your girlfriend. <laughs> save the VR is what we're saying. PZ with the two dollar tip says Hitman PSVR two, please. Yeah, what the hell's going on? Oh. IO IO Interactive needs to get their shit together. Um, Red Rover the F and Game Cap the two dollar tip says David was awesomely creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what we're fucking talking about, man. But I will say, uh, guys, if you want to get your questions on the show, you don't always have to give us money. That's not a thing, right? Like, we definitely appreciate it. Appreciate you keeping the lights on and, and the channel running. Uh, I live off of this completely. Uh, so thank you. But don't forget, if you want your comments on the show, you can always go over to our Discord. Click the link in the description below and leave your comment in the viewer takeover channel, just like Ripper1892 did, said, I watched last night's Gamescast. And my question is, how does Rec Room work in Not Dreams? I get lots of squeakers, but Dreams has so much more content with game building, etc. So, Miles, uh, obviously, this week we got some bad news uh, when it came to yeah. Dreams, uh, and, uh, and, and and Wes and I talked about it at length, so we don't have to spend too much time yeah. today. Uh, but but Ripper saying, how is Dreams uh, basically? Uh, you know, obviously, it's still going to be up, and, and you're still going to be able to make Dreams, and you're still going to be able to share them with your friends. Um, they're just never not. They're just not making an official PlayStation Five version. They're not giving it PSVR two support. It's it's essentially they're essentially done updating it, and Media Molecule is going to move on to make other games. Um, so his question is: is how did this model not work for Dreams, and how how the fuck is it working for Rec Room? Well, we don't know it's working for Rec Room, do we? Technically, I mean, we're assuming it's going to come out, but they've not said anything officially. I mean, I, I feel like we live in a world now where more surprises of games that we expect to come to PSVR two and end up not. Uh, you know, if, if if suddenly Beat Saber, there was a change and they were like, you know what, it's not actually going to uh, come to PSVR 2 anymore. Obviously, it'd be a shock, but it wouldn't surprise me just because we live in very strange times with what IPs and, and game properties uh, move across without, you know, getting full reworkings. Um, obviously, we're talking about Firewall later, which is getting a whole new sequel, but, you know, a big upgrade of everything that has um, come before. Um but yeah, I mean, a part of me wonders, and again, we don't have to go into the dreams thing for too much because obviously you've discussed it a lot at length before, but I'm looking at all the Unreal Engine previews that have happened. Anyone that's seen from uh, GDC, their showcase of the Fortnite, like <laughs> the new creator uh, functionality they're going to be bringing in where you can make these incredible worlds that look cinematic, but for Fortnite, I look at that and go... Um, there was actually one of the, they did like a showcase. Um, you could actually play it on PC and you play like a lot of these tiny levels that go just to show you sort of different themes. And one of them is a horror game. 
and it, there's a bit where you go through a door and it goes from third person into first person. And so straight away, I'm like, even if Fortnite, the main game, isn't being seen as a VR component, the Unreal Engine does talk about its abilities to support, uh, you know, VR. Obviously, there are games that have been made with the Unreal Engine. Firewall Ultra is going to be one of the first. Um, and so I do wonder if that is how Dreams has, has, has come to that decision, which is we have been funded by Sony. We are, you know, keeping it for what it is. But it's such a shame because there are so many incredible creations made by, I'm going to say non-developers, but young people out there that are starting to get to grips with it. And if I've learned anything from playing games like Cities VR and other games that you would normally play on a flat screen, being in the VR world and building around you is a much more um, freeing uh, experience you're able to do a lot more when you're actually building around you do you know what i mean you're constructing the levels and you're actually in there as opposed to doing it on a flat screen but those are just my two cents yeah i mean i i think without rehashing the whole conversation i i, I think um to answer his question uh rec room is so much bigger than playstation it's on xbox yep. it's on uh it's on phones it's on quest it's everywhere like if, if you have some kind of tablet or some kind of device or some kind of vr headset you can play rec room and it's free uh and so so there's you automatically have a much bigger install base um it being free rather than a 40 dollar purchase uh changes things quite a bit he, he mentioned that there's squeakers uh which is a nice term for kids uh in in rec room uh, which, you know, in, in the $40 price tag, I think kept a lot of kids out of dreams. Um, and then just adding on to that, man, like the, the, he, he kind of pointed out himself. I'm not sure if he even realized it, but when he says there's squeakers in rec room, well, there's no one in dreams because it's single player only. It's, it's not, it's not multiplayer. And I think that was sort of a, that was sort of a big miss from the, uh, for media molecule from the get go, because people like to create together. Uh, whenever you see uh, like the VR chat show where like Creeper Betty uh, and Livinator, they, they put these big sets together, like they work on these things together, right? Like, like I'm sure Betty's doing a lot of work on her own, but, but eventually everybody gets in there and then like the, then the, now, now it's a social hangout. And now this is where we're conducting an interview and this is where we have 50 people all in the room at once, right? There's just so much more versatility to something like Rec Room where like Dreams was getting there, but I don't feel like it was ever quite given the chance to really show what it was capable of doing. Um, and because it's just, just a PlayStation platform, uh, you know, you, you're not able to get the funding from outside sources like Rec Room did. Rec Room got so much funding, like hundreds of millions of dollars, if I remember correctly, from, from, from different investors and different investor groups. And then they were able to monetize it, right? Rec Room is now monetized and you can buy, um, you can buy different Credits. skins and clothes or whatever else. And so, yeah. uh, and, and so that's a model that's just working better. Um, I think from the get go, Media Molecule had to, could, could have reworked their business model and, and had something that was much more successful, especially if they included PC from the get-go too. Right. Yeah, I, I, when I say this, I'm not saying this to be disparaging of Media Molecule. I love what they've done. I think Dreams is absolutely brilliant. But the, the feeling I got from it was it was a IP that was prolonged how long they spent on it after launch because it was being subsidized by Sony because they saw it as a value piece where they thought look, this isn't going to sell lots of copies, but this is a really good, you know, Sony likes to invest in things that they can say, look what we're doing for gaming. And dreams was a great 
value proposition of like, look what this is doing for potential developers, which goes back to my point of when you look at what they're investing with Unreal and Epic Games, and you're seeing now what they're going to be doing once they release this creator mode uh, with the new Unreal Engine for um, Fortnite players, the stuff you're going to start seeing on that is going to just be, honestly, the the future of gaming is going to be something else. So we talk about Rec Room, we'll talk about Fortnite. You know, these are massive, massive games with huge audiences where you can create stuff together in multiplayer. Um, That's really, really hard to beat, but it doesn't take away from the value that Dreams offered and is, you know, for me, a huge shame of it not coming to PSVR 2 because that's what I was waiting for, that multiplayer. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully that answers your question. Uh, we got a couple more tips here before we move on to the first news story. 37 oh. minutes into the show, Miles. We haven't quite made it to our first news story yet. Welcome to Friday episodes. If you're not sure how this works, that's how this works. Uh, not sure, Brando with the $10 tips. Uh, says, great show as always. Hey, Miles, I put up a post in general general about my tried and tested pulley system. Amazing. We have to check um, that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tag me. Tag me on it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, now, is that is that my general or is that your general? Because I, I heard, Miles, that this week <laughs> you've been setting up your own Discord server. Are you, uh, are, are you siphoning GameCat's? Uh, out, of, out of my <laughs> server this week no I, I mean yeah i did an episode on discord explaining what it is and um because uh, you know there are a lot of people on my live show that aren't game cats they aren't necessarily vr gamers Fucking blasphemy. And... i don't believe it for a second <laughs> blasphemy just kidding sorry go ahead. <laughs> but um <laughs> you know th- they only get to tune in during the live show and then when it finishes okay social media but discord is a great place for people to chat in the meantime um but yeah just as a disclaimer you know there isn't going to be like a vr section because if people want to talk about vr they should be in the uh, without parole uh discord so yeah. i i heard i heard that there was a phenomenal suggestion for the discord discord server name and and this one gets my vote for sure the miles high club the miles high club yeah were you, were you in the voice chat at the time no there was a no of, i no. i got caught up on it later but man i was i was in full support of that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of suggestions for the Miles High Club, um, nice. but yeah, I, this, this, one of my tasks this weekend is to get my head around how Discord works and you know laying down the foundations because although you can easily set one up, um, it's a lot of hard work to get like bots in place, rules, you know, creating a, a safe community for people to use. It's, it's it's a big responsibility, and so you know what's been done with the PSVR without Pro Discord is just phenomenal, and it it goes down to what you've done. And all the great work of all the mods and the people uh, that get involved to make it happen. It's all the mods. It's all the mods. I, I just I just show up and hang out in voice chat and, and try to get work done. <laughs> um, but yeah, the mod the mods make that place uh, a nice, cool, fun, friendly place to hang out. Um, make make sure it's a nice, safe space for everybody. Um, I Carly the Game Cat with the five dollar tip. So, for, one of the greatest Game Cat names ever, by the way. I mean, I'm sure. Wonderful. I'm sure you're so, a fan of that. So many levels. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's funny because I, I've got his real name in my head and I'm hoping I'm not screwing it up. So I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, he says, getting my platinum for Resident Evil 4 today after 10 playthroughs. If it's done as well as Whoa. Village, this will be the best thing in VR. Can't wait. 10, it's 10 playthroughs, Miles. Now, listen, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Village has no trophy support in VR. I know. Right? Like in- yeah, I know. Oh, but d- does it mean the stuff you've unlocked in VR, 
you can't then play a, a flat screen version on like New Game Plus. Not connected, as far as I know. If you've unlocked stuff in the flat screen version, I don't believe that transfers over to the vi- to Village on PSVR two. I feel like I think it's com- completely separate. That's why there's no trophy support. Just they don't they're not connected. Um, and so I'm really really hoping that this is something that they fix for Resident Evil Four because Resident Evil Four t- getting tens across the board, right? Uh, it just it, Better than <laughs> Brody the Game Cat says uh, it has goat support, <laughs> which is which is true, right? That's that's not the uh, that's not the only way to unlock things in the in the flat screen. So they actually added more goats into the VR version in order for you to un- unlock things uh, in a different way. Uh, because you, I think I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone who's played the flat screen version, you actually have to unlock things through like the mercenaries mode and stuff like that. Um, and since we don't have access to that, they just put more goats into the campaign, which is very interesting. Uh, and I'm happy that we got the campaign, but I really hope that we get the full game with all the trophies, with all the modes for Resident Evil Four, uh, because that could very well outclass Village from everything I've heard. Mm. Just living in the chat says, "Can we break a hundred likes, please?" Yeah. Want to shout that out? Somebody's yeah, doing your job for you, Miles. Hit the like button. Uh, no, I love it. Leo AI, or Leo Al, I don't know, with the 27 Sekros, says Disney now owns production rights for Alien and Predator. Well, that's good. I, I, I trust Disney to make uh, sequels to our beloved IPs, obviously, right? I mean, they haven't screwed anything else up, I don't believe. Could be wrong about that. I don't think I can't. I can't wait for Rise of Skywalker VR. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I have nothing. I have nothing against Disney, but uh, but man, Star Wars fans are not a happy group. <laughs> like they just they just can't catch a break, man. Like, can we get a fucking good movie, please? It's like Rogue One, and that was kind of it. <laughs> no. Um. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, yesterday we got some amazing news, and that came from uh, that came to us from our friends over at Mighty Coconut. Uh, who make one of my Mighty favorite Coconut. VR games of all time. Uh, we're... I can't wait for this. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so excited to play this game. This is going to be a cool social experience. I like mini golf or crazy golf, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I know how much... I'm sorry. We I'm talk sorry. about it every week. We can call it whatever you want, but crazy golf? Yeah, it's actually called crazy golf in the UK. I, dude, there's just... Sometimes you say shit and I'm like, there's no fucking way that you're telling me yeah, the truth. No, you're just messing with me right now. Like, there's no way. No, it is called, it is called, it is called crazy. We do call it crazy golf over here, which dude, is, it, you know... It, we only yeah. call it mini golf, like, to a certain uh, longitude or latitude. Right. Yeah, latitude. Because because in the South, they call it putt-putt. No, they don't. They call it what? Putt-putt. Putt-putt. Yep. Putt-putt. Do you believe me? Okay. I do. do, you, but you is it? do, you, do you, am I just pulling your leg? You could be. Or yank, or as I learned in America, yanking your chain. Yank, yanking your chain. Yanking your chain. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> is it called Walkabout Putt Putt? No. Is that what it's called? No. Oh. Is it called Walkabout Crazy Golf in, in the UK? That would be wicked. I'd get that. Yeah. Make a DLC, Mighty Coconut. For real. Um, yeah. Oh, Tatum says Putt Putt was actually a franchise. So is it so is it like Kleenex? People just call it, "Hey, give me a Kleenex" when they mean like give me a tissue. Is that is that what you're referring to? Right. Okay. I don't know. Um, anyway, so listen. Uh, so this game is coming out uh, May 11th. Uh, we don't have we don't have a price point on it, but if you go over to the PlayStation Store, uh, they give you a little bit. They give you some details, right? And also, if you go over to the Mighty Coconut website, they give you more details. And so let me tell you all the details. 
Okay. Along please, with please do. along with the download, you get the eight original courses and then all nine pieces of DLC or all the DLC that's available by the time this thing launches will also be available as DLC uh, to purchase alongside of Walkabout Mini Golf. This thing has crossplay support. Uh, so you can play, if you're playing on PSVR 2, you can play with anybody else basically who has a headset, Pico, uh, Quest, PC, Steam, whatever. And, um, and eight player support. That, that was something that got changed not that long ago. It used to be four players max. Which, let me tell you something, Miles. Four players is a good number. Okay? Cause I, I love, I love hanging out with the cats and I love hanging out with friends. But a quick game of mini golf is not yeah. a thing when you have eight people <laughs> and you yeah. have, each person has to, uh, play their turn one by one by one. I would love a mode where we could all just play simultaneously and we just fucking blast through these things. Uh, if you, you it's like an all afternoon thing if you got eight players. Is it? So is eight player not on the quest version? It is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yep. And then, and then I guess the you know the speculation with all these nine courses as DLC. Um, it reminds me of when Simfrider came out to PSVR. They had obviously a lot of DLC that had already come out, yep. and they did that massive like twenty thirty dollar bundle with all the different DLCs and stuff. So, um, I mean eight eight original courses. So is that eighteen holes each, or even better? 36 holes each because each course that you get has a normal mode, right? And it's, it's played during the daytime and it's relatively easy. Uh, and then you can, and then you unlock the hard mode for each course as well. And, and then that's played at nighttime and it's obviously a lot more difficult. Uh, they actually change up the way the course is played. Uh, like they remove, that's they remove awesome. certain barriers, they add more obstacles, they change things around. And so essentially you're getting 16 courses, uh, wow. you know, on launch at launch. Now the question is, this game goes for $15 on Steam. It goes for $15 on Quest. Will it be $15 on PSVR 2? We don't know yet. They haven't announced that. Uh, and they are saying that there will be enhanced visuals for the PSVR 2 because it's a more powerful headset. Um, and, and I, but I can't imagine it's going to look much different than the walkabout we're familiar with. Maybe shadows will be real time. Maybe there'll be like yeah. you know, different, you know, enhanced lighting, but I can't imagine they're going to like make any kind of drastic changes. For me, it must be. Go for the fifteen dollar for the eight holes and uh, sorry eight courses, and then you get more goodwill with the community and saying okay, but it's going to cost another fifteen for the other di- or or more people more likely to do it because then even if you're just getting the standard game to have eight courses as you say, yeah. um, uh, thirty two holes um for each, that's plenty of content. Even if you like, I'm not ready to splash out for the full thing. Yeah. Um, Listen, so even if it's 20 bucks, right? Even if it's 20 bucks, it is 20 of the best dollars you will ever spend in VR. I have over a hundred hours in on the quest, a hundred hours. And, and it's like me and all the mods and all my, and all my game cat friends, right? Everybody on that, we, we would be anxiously anticipating the day when a new DLC would come out and each piece of DLC was three ninety nine, right? It was $4. Mm. And again, that gave you the easy and hard mode. Uh, so, so basically two courses, uh, for $4 and we would spend so much time playing each of those. So here's the question. What's the right price? If there are nine pieces of DLC that are all going to be released at the same time, right? At launch and they normally go for $4 each, that's $36, right? Do you think they'll give us a discount on that? Like if it's, Hey, hey we just want to make sure you, you have a bundle maybe with the game, right? Maybe they'll sell us walkabout the $15 game. With the thirty six dollars worth of DLC for forty dollars, forty five. I don't know. 
They could do. I, I think they could literally just do a double price, double whatever the the regular game is. Um, so thirty bucks for all, with the game and all the DLC would be do that would be insane. Because they, but that would that would be the sort of price that would flood. You know, you're going to get the people that are ready to jump on this anyway. But if it's that good of a deal. Because if you've got a friend that's got you know VR, they've just spent, they've just bought PSVR two. They might have bought a PS five. They bought all these games and they're still trying to get through them. And you're like, oh, you should come play it. Yeah, but how much is it going to be? Um, also, is did you say that you can't play? So if if you don't own the DLC, you can't play those maps with a friend that has own does own it. It's not like uh, you can't share your purchase kind of thing. So you both have to own it. So it's 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 funny because I I I've got two different memories going on in my head right now. Every time we talk about it in voice chat, uh, the thing that I remember is that as long as one person owns it, if that person's hosting, then you're good to go. But I also have this memory of being like, oh, certain ones are grayed out when 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 some of my friends are there because not everybody owns it. So mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Maybe somebody can correct me and, and tell me which memory is correct, or maybe both memories are correct. I have no idea. Um, maybe but maybe they do- changed it at a certain point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if it is that you both have to own it, and so you've got someone that's bought the full game, you say, oh, come play on this course. And you're like, oh, but I don't own those. You go, oh, we can get the full bundle for just another $15, you know? Or yeah. if, even if it's another 20 it's the kind of thing of, yeah, why not? You know, $20 for for one evening would be really great. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that that's my feeling about it, is they will go in with a really low price to just get, you know, mind share of this PSVR two community. They want it at launch to be the game that everyone's just spending time in. Um because there's not a lot of games that have that at the moment. As I say, Pavlov um tends to be the game I play a lot of TTT because it's got the social aspect. Um, you know, GT seven doesn't have in game voice chat, so you don't really have it there. There's Zenith. We don't have Rec Room yet. So this is a real opportunity to become like the social hangout space for PSVR too, but um, we've got a lot of confirmation what, Ryan... uh, miles in the chat here. Um, people are people are yeah. correcting my memory, and one hundred percent. Geisen says if the host owns the map, then everyone can play it. And Rody goes even further. Rody, the GameCat Army General, he says you get a guest pass to play the course if you don't own it. Now here's the thing: there's a reason to own the game, uh, to own the course, right? There are benefits because if you own the course and you go into it, uh, there are there's a hidden ball to find in in every single hole right so you go around the course and there's there's 18 hidden balls and then you get to pick from those you can use those next time you play um Mm. and then uh and and then if you play on hard mode once you've unlocked the hard mode for each one uh there's a treasure hunt uh where you go around and you find different clues and and you make your way through the treasure hunt and ultimately you end up unlocking a uh a, a brand new club uh none of that's available if you don't own the course. So for $4, it's totally worth it because then like now you're unlocking cool clubs and cool balls to use. And, you know, again, $4 is not much money. And, and I've spent so much time. This is over a hundred hours playing this game. Uh, and, and really $4 per course is a very good deal. That's amazing. And I was just going to say, Brian, I, you know, one thing I can definitely be sure about is I'm going to be bringing a, an extra pair of pants, be, you know, just in case I get a hole in one. Uh, what what's the next news story, Miles? 
It's time for Green Hell, Brian. <laughs> Green Hell. <laughs> um, just lost what, seven what's happening with Green Hell, Brian? Um, what is happening in Green Hell? That's an excellent question. You know, I, I just, as much as I like this walkabout trailer, it's really going to fucking play something else right now. Um, Green Hell, first gameplay trailer. There we go. This one will work for us. Um, dude, Green Hell. Not out for PSVR 2. Currently, all we know is that it's a, a Q3 release window. Uh, this is supposed to be the full PC version. Uh, and they announced recently, yesterday, this morning, yesterday, this morning, yesterday. I don't know, man. They re- Very recently, they announced that, uh, you know what? Let me just read the... Let me just read the statement that Camilla made over on the Green Hell Discord. Camilla writes, We are excited to announce that we are working on implementing a multiplayer mode for Green Hell VR. We understand that many of our players have been eagerly awaiting the addition of co-op. We want to assure you that we are committed to delivering an immersive multiplayer experience that meets your expectations. We know that this is taking a long time. However, we want to ensure that we take the time necessary to thoroughly develop and test the multiplayer mode in order to provide the best possible experience for our players. Oh, and guess what? The multiplayer mode will allow for you to explore the jungle in a team of up to four players together. In addition to the multiplayer mode, we are also working on the Spirits of Amazonia DLC, which will be divided into three parts. Spirits of Amazonia Part 1, Spirits of Amazonia Part 2, and shockingly, the third one is called Spirits of Amazonia Part 3. These DLCs will offer new story, gameplay mechanics, and immersive content that we are confident will excite our community. Miles, this is this is good news, dude. This is good news. Amazing news. Right? I, 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 I love when a game that we're excited for is getting additions before we even get our hands on it. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, whenever we've spoken about this game, I don't know much about it because i do want to go in blind um but i do refer to other games that i've always wanted to get the vr treatment whether it's the forest or stranded deep um both those games i mean stranded deep was a game that people were craving for multiplayer and on their faq on their website they always said no there's no plan for multiplayer and they were just like so adamant because it kept being requested and then what happened? They brought in multiplayer, and it was amazing. So the fact that we're finally getting a VR survival game um, that, you know, some people might correct me and go, it's nothing like Stranded Deep or The Forest, um, but this kind of survival game that I'm going to be able to play with friends, again, social environment in VR, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, this is actually uh, really interesting that this that this is happening because uh, uh, let's, let, let me just say that I'm really glad that Song and Smoke made it out at launch for PSVR 2 mm. because Song and Smoke is one of the best survival games I've ever played. It's, it's VRAF. Uh, it's just it's super challenging, right? Really, really takes a lot out of you, right? Like you, you definitely feel like you are struggling. There's lots and lots of risk and reward, and so I, I don't I don't really know like. I don't really know if if Song and the Smoke's gonna be able to hold uh hold a candle to to four player Green Hell VR. Uh, you know, we've talked to Wes, we've talked to a lot of people who played both, and uh, and and they they certainly say that they're they're very different games. Um, but this is this is the thing that people keep asking for in every game, Miles. It's not it's not just okay. I got I gotta I gotta hit timeout for a second here. Um, something's broken with the tips, and I apologize. I don't know what's going on. 
Uh, but I see you got cold yogurts tip just keep popping up over and over. Yeah, there it is again. But, oh, really? but it's not coming through in the chat. Um, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah. The, and yeah. so I apologize, uh, if anybody's trying to tip or if you got cold yogurt, your, your tip's not getting recognized. Um, I will try to figure it out as we progress through the show. My apologies. Um, you should be able to find it on the back end in yep. your YouTube studio. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so what do you think, man? Like this is, this, this is great news. Uh, it's, you, yeah, we hear it so often from developers that, like, oh, it's not as easy as just flipping a switch. You know, like everybody wants us to add multiplayer to our game, but it's just not that easy. Sorry, sirens on my end. And so it's really cool that these guys decided to go in and say, well, it's not easy, but we're going to figure out how to do it uh, because people keep asking for it. You know, so many, so many studios would say, we'll, we'll just do it for our sequel, Green Hell 2, now with multiplayer, you know, but they're like, fuck it. This is what people want for this game. We're going to make it happen. And so I guess they, you know, fucking hats off to Incubo and oh, dude, SB just came through with a five quid testing, yeah, testing one, two. I gotta turn the alert box back on. I just didn't want that to keep popping up. I'm sorry. Um, Looper the underground game cat with the two euros says check one, two. Thank, thank you guys for the for the tips. We appreciate it. Um, maybe maybe we'll this will sure jo- we'll have to make it. We'll have to make it break more often. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this will jostle something loose with the tip system. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, my response to this story is 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 quite simple, and it's just that I'm super excited about this. My favorite thing to do in VR is to play with friends, and although Demio is amazing for that, um, yeah, it is amazing. There's no but about it. Having the chance to to do this in first person games um, after the full, I'm enjoying in PSVR too, but they're very much singular, like individual levels and runs. Um, that is very limited with its social aspects, even in the so-called social space, um, where you can't talk to other people. Um, but, um, yeah, to, I, I, I believe this, this game is open world, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to, to have that, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm super hyped. So I, I reached out to the developers and I, and I said, Hey guys, like, what's the deal? Like, this is obviously coming to PlayStation VR 2, Q3 this year, you know, which isn't that far away. That is like three months from now, uh, anywhere from three to six months from now. Uh, so it's definitely getting closer. Uh, is this, is this stuff going to be available at the launch of the PSVR 2 version? And so far I haven't heard back, you know, they, I, I think in Kubo is a studio that's going to, tell people what they want when they're ready to tell. Uh, so I, I don't assume that we're going to hear anything uh, until they're ready to talk about it. I think as they've made clear in this blog post uh, or this discord post, they're like, we just, we know, we know it's taking a long time, but we want to make sure it's right before we deliver. And, uh, and, and so that's likely why we won't hear about it. Um, hear about the, the progress on the PSVR 2 version because they're going to want to make sure it's right before they promise a, a date, right? Yeah. So if, if this gets pushed bit to the back part of Q3, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Um, real quick here, Miles, uh, I do have an update. Uh, you got cold yogurt. It's coming through as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tips. Um, so wow. something, got, something got screwy here. Uh, he tipped $20 and said, Hey, all I'm hosting synth riders this Saturday, uh, at 9 45 PM Eastern. Always welcome to come join and celebrate with me on my first synth riders video, reaching 500 views on YouTube. Congratulations. You got cold. You awesome. Um, synth riders this Saturday, 9 45 PM Eastern. 
Wow, that's going to be late my time. I might be up. <laughs> and, uh, I've got to figure out what's going on with that. Um, my apologies. You got cold yogurt? I don't... You got, cold yogurt. you got cold yogurt. Do me a favor and just say anything in the chat without uh, without tipping. I just, want to, I just want to make sure that your name's coming through so that we can uh, help help alleviate this problem next time around. Um, all right, man. Well, definitely something to be excited for. Uh, Green Hell looks like it's going to be better than ever. I was already excited for this game, but now that I know that I get to drag you through the forest with me, Miles, and hide behind you, <laughs> it's going to be way funnier. Yeah. yeah, we yeah we I can't, yeah we need we need to do these uh, game uh, these um without pro live streams for any sure. any four player ones the four of us we need to make it happen we keep saying it but yeah uh probably that's cra- crazy uh, crazy enough not the biggest news of the week um yesterday uh, a bunch of different news outlets including IGN and I believe uh, Push Square and PlayStation Access a lot of them get. Yep. A lot of them uh, apparently went hands-on with Firewall Ultra. Uh, now, <laughs> I'm I'm really really happy that people went hands-on with Firewall Ultra. That we get to hear some firsthand impressions, uh, and, uh, and and for the most part, it seemed like everybody was really excited about what they played. Uh, here, I'm just gonna bring up a little bit of footage, but some of the stuff that people were playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll just say off the off off the get-go, um, PlayStation Access, Rosie. Um, got to play it and um she spoke for the most part about what it was like playing firewall i don't she did she hadn't actually played the original um on psvr yeah and i believe ryan mccaffrey who reviewed it on ign i don't know if he played it on psvr but what they both said was just what an amazing time they had and the reason i bring that up is you know firewall zero hour is a game that you kind of really need to have VR legs for. Even though they had a lot of comfort settings, you are moving around in a space. It is very fast paced. It's a it's a it's a brutal game. Um, it's a difficult game to showcase people if you want to get them into the main mode. Because I remember letting my dad play it. That the shooting range in uh, the tutorial in Firewall Zero Hour for me is one of the best tutorials of all time because it's so short. <laughs> but so intuitive with like how you do everything with the aim controller in that case. It was great. But then as soon as I put my dad into the actual game, die straight away and he's like, wait, how do I respawn? And then he's getting shouted at by the other teammates of like, why'd you do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I should have put him into the sort of PVE mode, which was very limited um, on, on zero hour. But the reason I bring that up with these two reviewers on both PlayStation Access and IGN is this is another example of how on PSVR 2, we're just the developers and the platform is getting better and better at comfort settings, creating immersive VR experiences that more people than ever can enjoy. Um, and I think that that's um, a really, really exciting thing to hear, especially about a game that um, we're all excited for because it was one of the best VR titles on the last generation of PlayStation VR hardware. Yeah. Uh it's very true. 
uh, we, we've talked about it at length before. Uh, a lot of people are super hardcore firewall fans on PSVR. Some people bought a PSVR one and an aim controller exclusively for firewall and then proceeded for the next four years to play nothing but <laughs> firewall, you know, and it was, it, it was fun. Sometimes I'd jump into firewall and just play public matches. Like that was my favorite thing to do because I'm not an organized person. And when I just feel like playing firewall now, I'm going to jump in and don't have to organize or, or get anybody together. I just yeah. say, hey, I'm going to jump in and see who's playing. Um, and I get mashed up with a bunch of people I don't know. Occasionally, somebody go, your voice sounds familiar, right? And so then yeah. we get to talk about like all of PSVR. And, and you know, it's like, what else do you play? And they're like, oh, this is it. This is all I play. And I was like, how the fuck is my voice familiar to you? Like, you're not even paying attention to what other games are coming out, right? It was crazy. So many loyal firewall players out there. Uh, and so... You know, when, when it comes to something like this, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to carrying on the legacy of, of important PSVR one games, uh, this is, you know, this is kind of where we're starting. Uh, we had an amazing launch with, uh, with PSVR two village might kind of, uh, might kind of fall into this category as well. Uh, but, but it's important to say, Hey, these were the most successful games on the platform. Let's lean more heavily into what made the first platform successful and do it better on the next platform. Uh, and so, like I said, it was IGN and Press Square. Is it Push Square? Push Square or Press Square? Push Square. Push Square. Thank you. And, Push Square. Uh, yeah. and, and PlayStation Access. Place, dude, I, I love the people at PlayStation Access. Listen, I need to preface this statement by saying I love you guys over at PlayStation Access, right? I'm sure you're not watching without parole, but they, every time they preview a game, it's like the first time they've ever played VR. They're, when they played Horizon, they were like, "You could pick up fruit and eat it." And I was like, "That's what yeah. VR is." Like, I know. Like, and I and I but love Brian, them. I love their passion. I love their the enthusiasm. But I'm like, people have never done VR. <laughs> right. So that is they pick for hardcore PlayStation VR people. They're here. They want to hear our you know deeper perspective. Right. For them, they are literally. <laughs> they need to sell it to the non VR. I know, and, and, I, and I know you know that, and we're being playful and stuff. But you're sure. right. R- Rosie was saying stuff like, "Oh, you could shoot round corners," and it's like, but but that is a really important point to make because whenever I used to talk t- talk to my non VR friends who were into Call of Duty in that, and I was like, "No, Bible Zero Hour. If the enemy is down the corridor, you can literally put the gun blind fire <laughs> out yeah. and sh- and and blind fire like, and it's just it's 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 an example of VR that." It's just things that we take for granted with with flat screen games, and then what can be done on it. But um, yes, yeah. the majority. I, I was I was watching it on one point five times the speed, and about halfway in, I'm like, I'm still waiting for some. At right. the moment, they're just listing all the stuff that I knew from Five All Zero Hour. But but totally, but yeah. in all fairness, it was way better than watching IGN, right? Because who do they have? Listen, you guys, just, I haven't you, actually watched the IGN one. I just saw Ryan. Had well, then, then settle in, Miles. Settle in because I got to get something off my chest. Okay, I feel like I do this once a week. So apparently, this is my time of the week. Dude, I'm so done with IGN. Like everybody else was done with IGN fucking a decade ago. I'm done with IGN because this is Ryan McCaffrey's headline. Firewall Ultra brings frantic PvP FPS action to PSVR 2 without making me nauseous. Okay, great. So good job, IGN. You put your, you put your motion sick guy into VR. Oh, oh, and sorry, Ryan McCaffrey. Who is he? The PlayStation, oh. the play, the lead PlayStation editor? No, he's their Xbox guy. Okay. What is fucking happening at ign 
What is happening? Right? And it, and if that wasn't bad enough, I'm screaming into the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm angry. The tagline says it's still a bit messy. Uh, yeah, that's what preview builds are about, Ryan. But anything with a pulse is welcome on PSVR 2 at this point. He's talking about it like it's been out for a year and there hasn't been a single game released for it. Anything with a pulse is welcome on, by the way, PSVR Space 2. Why can't we even get that right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That is true. They messed that up. They haven't even done PSVR 2 as one. Oh, uh, yeah, they haven't done the space right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, by the way, yeah. again, I'm totally agreeing with you on this. And it's, this is not me here to say, let's let's have uh, both sides about it. <laughs> I love Ryan McCaffrey's review of GT7. Yeah. He he, he, got, he was so good with that. Um, yeah, so, it hap- yeah, and half of it was, well, I used to own a DeLorean. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm qualified to be the guy playing yes. this game. Like um, and, and again, right. I don't, um, I don't want to put, I don't want to put people down, but, but it's just like, but it's this narrative that's constantly being pushed. It's being pushed by kind of funny. It's being pushed by IGN. Even when there's great positive things to say about PSVR two, there has to be this negative slant associated with it, and it's getting really old. It's only been out seven weeks, and people are already saying it's DOA. People were saying it's DOA a year before the fucking thing came out. This is. It's so old. It's. I'm getting angry. Hold on a second, Corey. No, Corey honestly, in the no, chat. I, I, I would love. Yeah. I would, can I just quickly say, Brian? Yes. I would love these people, like Ryan. I'd like to ask Ryan. Maybe I'll tweet him later and ask him how many of the launch titles on PSVR two have you actually played? I, I'd just love to know because I bet you it's under ten. Dude, well, the problem is, is that there, this narrative is being pushed, and, and part of it, like this, isn't even a conspiracy theory. Meta sent out emails to everybody right to everybody in the gaming press saying saying hey just playstation vr2 is about to come out just want to let you know that 40 of the 42 games are already available on metaquest and so what do you hear coming out of everybody's mouth over the course of the next month oh all these games are already available on quest but but did you play demio and see and feel the difference right all of these games are infinitely better i can't i can't believe this is our firewall conversation miles our conversation about firewall has just fucking devolved Led into again. me getting mad Anger. at everybody out there again this is it's exhausting miles it's exhausting and like what it, what's the fucking point why can't we just say report the news this is upload vr had the same fucking problem upload vr couldn't review a goddamn fucking psvr1 game without saying but you know light tracking about review the fucking game we already own the system we know its limitations upload vr was the worst at that they couldn't review a game without also reviewing the hardware again right but did they ever review a quest game and say but the graphics look like fucking shit because it's on the quest never never right there's this constant narrative being pushed in the mainstream gaming media in vr gaming media and it's all fucking lies and it's all pushing a certain narrative it's like who's behind it all who? I've had too much coffee, Miles. I'm sorry. Who, who's behind it? I don't know. Jesus. Tell us, Brian. Tell us, Brian. Jesus. G- I thought Jesus was v- VRAF. It's, but, it's, the, right. it's always the person you least expect. <laughs> it was JC. Yep. Week after Easter. My God. Right? Okay. Literally. My God. Uh, so even, even though there was some really good coverage of Firewall, um, I do think that one, one of the best places for information... 
uh, comes to us from the PlayStation blog itself, Miles. I think that they... I Can think... I turn off my anger light now, my Brian anger light? Oh, it did get really red over there. It, it suddenly looked like you were in hell. Okay. Oh, now, back to, fire back to heaven branding. we are. Back to heaven. <laughs> Firewall branded, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, one, one of the best places for information uh, is actually the... Um, God, I feel... I, I, I feel like I just went through some kind of transformation. I feel like a huge, good, man. huge weight's been lifted off, off chest, my man. shoulders. That's what Fridays are for. <laughs> Let it out. Oh, what are we doing over here? What are we doing? Uh, the PlayStation. There was a really good PlayStation oh, blog cool. has us covered. Uh, and, and even though this is the uh, you know words from uh, First Contact themselves, I feel like they outlined everything a little bit better than everyone else did. Uh, made sure that we got all the facts straight. So this comes to us uh, yesterday, April 13, 2023. Firewall Ultra hands-on report force force gameplay details on the PSVR2 shooter. Look, they put the space between the S and the V. Proper. Fucking shocking. Uh, this is... Um, oh, I'm sorry. This isn't from First Contact. This is from uh, Gillen McAllister, uh, Senior Specialist Content Communications at SIEs from Sony. Uh, so let's see what... I probably pronounced your name wrong. I'm sorry because the text on my screen is really, really small. Miles, people are probably sick of hearing my voice. Do you want to read this thing? Uh, sure. The PlayStation blog post. Uh, yeah, I should, yeah, I should have the link in there. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got I've got it. I've got it here. I've okay. got it here. Right. So, uh, yeah. says okay. PSVR 2 owners itching for tense, high stakes multiplayer gameplay should keep upcoming 4v4 competitive and combative shooter Firewall Ultra on their radar. Developer First Contact Entertainment gave us a first taste of its tactical action in a recent hands-on. First stop, the pre-match safe house to find our feet and to get to grips with weapons loadouts at its firing range. Miles, I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, the safe house, I don't think, has gotten enough uh, coverage. This is this, The safe house uh, is, I believe, where... If anybody played Firewall Zero Hour, and I'm sure that most of you did, there was a lot of time waiting in lobbies, waiting for matches to begin, uh, you know, re- redoing your Lobby loadouts. simulator. Lobby simulator, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and now uh, they've given you stuff to do, right? So now you get to walk around the safe house, you get to explore, you get to do some things, and you get to test your, uh, test your metal against some, uh, some, ti- some targets. Uh, so if, if you, I doubt that there's going to be the same lobby issues that there were on uh, Firewall Zero Hour. But if you do find yourself waiting for your friends to show up, then uh, at least there's something to do now. Yeah, no, that's that's it is really good to know. I mean, it, honestly, and Firewall, uh, sorry, First Contact Entertainment, they've been really good over the years with taking on feedback. Um, and I've had you know email conversations with them about you know these are the things that work and don't work. And actually, when you look at the list of you know, quality of life improvements um, that we'll get to in a minute. It's clear that they've been listening to the community, but one of them, the biggest issues with Firewall, and it was the joke about it being a lobby simulator, was especially because you play one match and then you get have to, oh, back to the lobby now. You know, if it was a quick match, just that takes you out of the immersion, especially because when you're in the lobby, you're not actually interacting with anything. You're just looking at a menu. Right. If there was things to do, then then that would change that. Right, and even even initially, um, like you could like move your weapon around and stuff, and you could see the other people doing that. But then they just changed right. it to canned animations. It was like so it actually got less immersive <laughs> over time. It's okay. So this is me with my stupid humor. So you reminded me of one of my funny memories of. Uh, of <laughs> Firewall Zero Hour was one of the little trinkets you could get was of a tea bag. And so what <laughs> I made a little I made a little game in the chat where because you could see everyone's arms moving right. was you had to see if you could get the tea bag in your mouth. And so I've got clips of everyone in the lobby 
going like this, going, I can't quite. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig it up sometime. Maybe that's why they banned it. They went, right, no, pull the plug. We can't we can't let this happen. So it was, it was my fault, my bad. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> each loadout comes, with sto- uh, comes stocked with two weapons, two items, running the gauntlet of full assault to support weaponry, and all paired with a choice of two items that walk the line between explosive and defensive. Yep. These presets will be fully customizable with multiple clips spent and weapons reloaded with a button press. And I want to get to that in a moment. We were promptly deployed uh, into a series of three round matches. Don Can94 writes into the show, uh, as you can by leaving your comment in Viewer Takeover, the Viewer Takeover channel on our Discord. Click the link in the description below to join our Discord and leave your questions. Viewer Takeover, Don Can94 writes, what's your opinion on the button press reload in Firewall Ultra. Here we go. So, what I'm going to say about this was when I got a PSVR 2 and I heard, you know, Pavlov, it's going to be manual reloading. I was just like, ugh. What I love about Firewall Zero Hour, it was so intuitive, especially with the aim controller. You press the button, you know it's going to reload. I thought about it with Resident Evil of, uh, you're going to be in tense situations in Village and you're going to have to manually reload. But the tracking is so good on Pavlov, especially like the machine gun where you've got to like pull it up, you've got to thread the um, the bullets in and then close it down again and then cock it. Learning all the weapons, I can't imagine going back now to having to click a button. That's how I feel. However, because of how good First Contact Entertainment are with their designs... Um, I'm sure it's going to feel great, um, even though it's a, a press of a button, because I think everything else that's going to be happening around you yeah. is going to is is going to make it feel right. Um, but it also makes me wonder: is an, is an aim controller for PSVR two currently in development, and that's why they're <laughs> <laughs> they're keeping this in. Uh, my guess would be: uh, I'll take the second part of that question first, Chuck, and I get I'm going to say the answer is no. Uh, there's no yeah. aim 2.0 in development. Um, I I think that they, I, I think that, uh, the firewall team is leaning into a different market, right? I mean, like there is, it's not, I'm, I, I'm not going to go to bat for button reloads, right? I'm not going to say, oh, we need this or it doesn't make sense or it does make sense. That's, I haven't played it, right? I haven't, I haven't played the firewall since firewall zero hour and I had the aim controller and a button pressing square made a lot of sense then. Uh, but without having played this, I don't, I don't know if it makes sense in this game or not. What I am tired of is that everybody assuming that every VR game has to be a simulation of some kind, right? Yep. Oh, there can't be a stamina meter in Creed. I want to use my own stamina meter. Oh, there can't be button reload because I want to do this. Like Fract had this nice happy medium where it was like you felt like you were manually reloading, but it was very much an arcade game where like it was just a very simple thing. I mean, I loved Resident Evil Village and I love that they gave me manual reloading, but it wasn't flawless. Frequently, I would like, you know, have to have to cock the, the weapon and I would just end up grabbing it and pulling, pulling it off into a different direction because I was just because I'm trying to do things fast. Right. Yeah. And so w- with with kind of a more slow paced tactical game like this, I, I could see where that could become a problem. Right. Like every second counts sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I just I just I just think we got to give developers a little bit more leniency and be like, guys, create your vision. And then we'll complain when it's out, <laughs> right? Um, 
And I, and I do think that in all fairness, people who are saying, you know, so I'm going to play both sides of the, the argument here, Miles. Um, That's good. Here I just said, you know, like let them do their thing. And then, and then if it doesn't work out, then we can, we can bitch and complain about it. Um, but the other side of that is, is that I do feel like there's like this little metagame that you could be playing being like, man, I am in, like, I am struggling right now. Just hit, you know, hit square to reload or, like you're like I'm struggling right now in every second counts I can reload this manually faster than the reload animation right right <laughs> and so and so if you give if you give us that option it's like there there's definitely different ways you can play this I, I just I just don't like shooting something down before we've even tried it I agree and and and, that, and that's why and I know you're not saying this but I want to be absolutely clear I'm not shooting this down either um you know excusing the puns but um <laughs> my, it, it it was just. It was an interesting gut reaction I had to this, considering I was someone that, as I was, as I was approaching PSVR two, the idea of manually reloading stuff just felt absolutely gross to me. Um, but um, first contact entertainment are in the chat as, as we've been talking throughout the show, and they did say everyone that played the game had no issue. We'll just say wait until you get your hands on to judge, and absolutely we should wait and, and, until we do that. However, if we ever get a chance to speak with the devs on the show, um, it's definitely a question I'd like to ask them. Is like as a part of the development process, what was your thought process? Was there a temptation to think about doing manual reloading? And it, again, it's not to be weight, a question weighted with a criticism. I'm just always interested to hear about the development process because <laughs> they would have thought about this. <laughs> it's, right. there's, there's no one at first contact entertainment going, shit, manual. We, we could do manual. <laughs> you know, they will have tested this and tried it out and, to have a level playing field that whenever someone needs to reload, they press the button, they're going to know that how long it is. There's going to be no issues and they're ready to go. Um, you know, that in itself makes sense. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I think we've spent enough time on that. Although I will say that Looper, the underground game cat echoes something that we've been saying uh, about PSVR in VR in general, since the beginning of time, uh, something that Des used to say, options, options, options. Uh, we do definitely like our options over here. We want to make sure that no game forces us to click turn or teleport. And, uh, and I, and I guess maybe we throw, maybe we throw, uh, auto reload into that as well. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll this is a discussion that'll happen more at a future time once we get our hands on this thing. Um, oh, let's get, we were, a, we were in the middle of an, a very long article. Let's, you want to yes. get back to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it now. All right. As with the original Firewall Zero Hour, teamwork is still key, with side switching defender and attacker roles as matches progress. The core experience is retooled with player feedback from Firewall Zero Hour, dedicated servers, new skills, contractors, maps, weapons, and more. Yeah. And gameplay and visuals are rebuilt thanks to PSVR 2 features. And this is what I love about it a switch from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. Honestly, I just can't wait. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep going with this. PvP matches now play out as best of three rounds. That is a quality of life improvement I always craved for because the idea that you played one way round, one defending and attacking, and then once the match was over, you went back to the lobby and you're like, oh, wait, now we're going to play a different map or we'd vote for the same map, but we can't be sure which way we'll be fighting again. This is a no-brainer. So the fact that now you're going to be playing each map best out of three, I think, is great. Brian, you're looking like you're not sure if that's true, right? Uh, I, it up? No, it's a, just okay. OB, OBS is being stupid as always. Uh, don't, cool. don't mind me. No, that's, that's right. So they say um, PvP matches now play out as best of three rounds with the PS5 SSD shifting players from safe house to match map 
and back again in a near blink of an eye. Eye tracking makes weapon selection from an on-screen wheel swift and grants greater precision to your aim when closing one eye or looking down sights, subtly repositioning your gun to mirror exactly where you're looking. Um, a lot of articles I read, especially around GDC um, with the developers, the the focus on optimizing this game to be, and actually they were saying in the chat a, a, a moment ago that there uh, were about presence, not simulation, using all this technology to ensure that when you're in there, the way the eye tracking is ensuring that when you're looking at something, it is supporting you. Um, it's going to be really exciting to know how this feels. Flashbangs will blind you if you look at them, but so will flashlights when shone directly in your eyes. In both instances, your screen will go all white for several seconds. Even with your sight restored, you'll briefly have double vision if your blindness was caused by a flashbang. This coupled uh, with better hand tracking due to the sense controller teases a potentially brilliant strategy. A gun-mounted light beam can be hidden by putting your other hand in front of it. Hug a corner and hide your beam until an enemy approaches, then uncover to blind them. Closed eyes or averted gazes are the only deterrent, an inherent risk when bullets can come from any direction. So I think there's just going to be a lot of small... It's going to be like the big. The experience is going to be bigger. Is it, the sum is greater than God? What's the phrase? The sum is greater than the parts. Help me, Brian. <laughs> this is no. This is too enjoyable to to save you from. Yeah. Oh, no, goodness. I agree. I agree. Though I think you know we've seen some interesting uses of eye tracking so far. Um, certainly, like menu selection. It's like okay, awesome asteroids had uh, you know. Uh, eye tracked weapons. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and so, you know, Res Infinite can be played with eye tracking. But then to actually have something like this, where where you're closing your eyes, is actually protecting you from a flash grenade. I, I think that's I think that's brilliant. And I think and I think that we're gonna like. Uh, I mean, that that's just a whole new gameplay mechanic that I didn't expect. Like it's it's actually uh, really well thought out. And to be able to just like cover your eyes with your hand too. Um, I mean, they're they're really putting a lot of thought into this, and and I, and I can only imagine how many times I'm going to open a door and come around the corner, and somebody's going to be shining a flashlight in my eye. I'm going to be like, "God damn it, fuck you!" Like, do I have to walk around every corner with my eyes closed? No, because then you get your fucking head shot off. Um, it's cool, man. It's like like you said, little things that really add up to uh, lots of new ways to play. It really, and, and I think that's what we always say with a lot of VR games when you're in a room and then, you know, your hands are free to pick stuff up and then there's an item you can't pick up. Oh, it was just a coffee cup on a table. But it's a big deal because the small things are what make you think, wow, I'm really in a VR game. I'm really here. And so, um, yeah, it's just really, really great to see them um, take so much care on all the small things. And the fact they put it in the blog post, yeah. I think, uh, it, it means a lot. Um, okay, they go on to say, and even if you're benched in death before your teammates, you're not out the game. Perspective switches to a small number of security cameras stationed around the map, which you can freely rotate around. Spot an opposing team member and keep your gaze locked on them. You'll mark them with a red outline until they move out of sight. It's an outline that can be seen by your teammate team, regardless of how many walls or stairwells are between them. So, yeah, Rosie from PlayStation Access was talking about this, that when she was dead 
and you're in the security cameras, she would just keep her eyes wide open, staring at an enemy and just hoping that she wouldn't, you know, blink or look away because <laughs> she knows the longer I stare at them, the longer my team that are still in the game can see them for. So, um, yeah, that's, um, which a is a really, really cool feature. Yeah, that's, it, that is really cool because sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's really, really hard to, you know, when you're looking around and going from security camera to security camera, really, really hard to communicate with your team to be like, uh, they're on the second floor. I mean, like you got to yeah. know these maps inside out to be able to do call outs uh, accurately yes. and, and efficiently. And so to be able to just like stare at the person that you want to mark for your team, uh, I feel like, is, is it just me? Has First Contact been playing Fortnite? Fortnite? Because uh, marking enemies is a big deal in Fortnite, uh, when you get knocked, when you get knocked down, you can now crawl around to find cover. That's a big deal. Like this is this this all screams that we've been playing Fortnite. <laughs> um, you can also slide in the game now. Like so, there's all these like all these different things that people were sort of asking for for quite for quite a while. Yeah, that are all just sort of being thrown in here at the same time. Um, and, and I do feel like as much as people are like, oh, Firewall Ultra, it's it's really just Firewall 1.5 because no one's listening to me. Um, it, it there's it's going to feel like a new game yeah yeah i mean the security camera feature was always a great one in firewall zero hour because it meant if you were dead you still had a role to play it it, it was just it was amazing and uh, yeah the sliding on the floor i think is great um that was something i'd never be sure about but alvo did it um yeah. i mean alvo allowed you to jump didn't it you can yeah you, you, jump, in you could jump you could you could slide yeah, you could go prone i think i want to say that alvo was the first game that i played you could go first uh first person shooter you could go prone in vr yeah and and it all worked really great so the fact that you're gonna be able to do it on here is is is, is really really cool yeah. um sharp eyes and quick wits are necessary skills to win matches in firewall ultra but they're not the only ones teams take turns to either defend or hack intel and with maps ranging from claustrophobic offices with banks of computer desks and labyrinth like oil rigs knowing the right balance of loadouts and team deployment are key known commodities like grenades flashbangs are a must in an intense firefight but carefully placed proximity mines and signal modifiers can turn any area into a trap or blind the opposing side tracking devices to keep them guessing. I mean, all the gadgets in Firewall Zero Hour were great and the combinations that people use them with. Um, I'd be curious to know, I mean, I haven't read the rest of this article, so it might be answered, but I do know there were certain items that you had to really grind for to unlock, like the, on, on in some ways you want it that you have to play a long time to grind and unlock those things. But, um, uh, yeah, um, the, uh, C4s, um, proximity mines, oh, there was just so many great gadgets and I'm sure they're going to be plenty more, uh, in this game mode. Um, continuing, uh, first contact is flexing the strength of 3d audio in firewall ultra more immersive, of course, but also potentially strategic honing into footfalls, helps you place exactly where an enemy is sweeping in from that goes both ways however it grants an eclectic oh god eclectic is it eclectic rhythm eclectic it's eclectic rhythm to rounds attackers and defenders sneaking along low cover and then charging across open ground or piling in as weapons go hot you'll need your ear to pick up exactly where a signal jammer is 
oh god those were the best things of like i'm trying to i'm trying to you know hack into this laptop but where's the signal jammer and the office was always my favorite because you could put the signal jammer underneath the on the ceiling in on the ceiling in the in the room downstairs oh yeah so what we used to do was we would leave the laptop room open we'd like booby trap it but we'd all hide downstairs in the room below so so you'd be securing the signal jammer not the laptop laptop. yeah So they they finally break into that room with not time. And they're like, but where is it? Where is it? They haven't even broken into the room that we're guarding, which is where the signal jammer was. So, like, I'm sure there's going to be many more um, uh, magical moments uh, like that. Um, The rest of this paragraph, the small black boxes emitting a telltale ping is easy to identify, not so easy to place. With maps dense with detail, they can uh, be placed in tight confines. Scouring can be rewarding in itself. Crypto, make a return. These are rare collectibles, grabbable on a first-come, first-served basis. You can always uh, also earn this in-game currency through completing missions, doing well as well as winning matches. Collect and cash these in to unlock cosmetics, new guns, attachments for upgrades, and new contractors. I'll just finish the final paragraph because there's only one left. (laughs) Along with those cosmetics and weapon attachments unlocked by players as they progress, First Contact promises a level of post-launch support similar to what the studio rolled out for Firewall Zero Hour. The shape of those things will come into focus in the next few months, but for now, PSVR 2 owners can look forward to another round, or three, I love that they say that again, of tactical action. Bring a friend, bring three, and make sure they're all packing quick wits and fast trigger fingers. Miles, one, of, one of the things that I, I loved go. about... Um, about firewall was that when you ran when you ran like it almost exaggerated the sounds of your footsteps right like any yeah. a, a, any surface you were going over if you're running over metal it's like clang 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 you know like whatever wood floor boom boom like it, it exaggerated the sound of your footsteps to remind you you are making a lot of fucking noise right now and like you are alerting the enemies to your position i kind of hope uh they go far with that and, and use the headset haptics or the um or the or the sense controller haptics and just remind you as you're running thunk 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 like you know shake shake you a little bit to remind you hey you're making a lot of fucking noise right now and you you might want to like might want to cool it yeah i mean going back to those subtleties um rosie from playstation access mentioned that when you're spawning into the level you get this head head rumble in the headset and it's you know little moments like that which might seem like well you know, I want to. I just want to feel it when I get headshotted. Like even those small moments can make all the uh, all, all the difference. So yeah, with the 3D audio, um, I'm just I'm just so so excited. Um, so yeah, just going through like the list of like features. I mean, most of it was men- obviously mentioned in that blog, but yeah. there's been other reviews and things like that. Um, I was trying to think there was one more thing that Rosie mentioned on PlayStation Access. I did sort of a highlight thing yesterday, so I'm quickly looking at that now. Sorry, train, train whistle on my end. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was just saying eye tracking supports, obviously, the quick weapon selection, post-death security cam mode, and flash grenade protection. So it's 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 great having having those, those functions. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's comfort options for holding and handling the weapons. So there are options in terms of, you know, like there's grip mode, isn't there? Like a lot of these games have it now where is it that you actually have to keep holding, put your fingers on the the grips to hold the gun, or do you actually just want it that you click it once and then it's there? Yeah, the hybrid um, the hybrid mode is good, like where you where you click it to grab it and then you just rest your 
uh, finger yes. across it, so it's got the finger touch detection. Um, but this is this is interesting to me because once you have two hands on your weapon, the uh, like being able to ADS by holding L two, right? It sort of like sets you up in this new situation to kind of be able to like to aim down the sights a little bit easier. It's actually tracking where your eyes are looking and like gently nudging the uh the gun into or the weapon into that position uh so that like whatever you're looking at um it's 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 helping you aim at that thing uh, again one of those things that seems interesting in theory i don't know uh if it's something that you're going to want to have on all the time or if once you do it like you're like i can't i can't believe we never played this way before like how did we ever play games before we had this option uh, it could go either way for me right now it all depends on how it feels once we get in there yeah, one of the other uh, quality of life improvements they've made is that you can assign an attacking and defending loadout to auto-swap mid-match as you change sides. Which is really nice. Amazing, because, again, on Firewall Zero Hour, you only played one at a time. Right. But I just remember the most common thing you'd always hear in the chat as you're about to go in is, oh, shit, we're defending. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, oh, shit, we're attacking. I, f- I forgot to switch, uh, you know, what um, gadgets I'm using for that. So, yeah, a lot of... A lot of these um, quality of life improvements, you know, shows that they, they've listened to the community. And I'm sure there are lots of things that we're still yet to be revealed in terms of quality of life improvements. Um, and I just can't wait because honestly, my only criticisms of Firewall Zero Hour were things that were just like, you know, growing pains that could have been fixed over time. One was that, you know, jokingly, it was a lobby simulator. Um, that was, I, I, I remember there was a, a moment like midway through the PSVR cycle where Fireball had major issues. And I remember I'd be there for like 30, 40 minutes with my friends in the lobby praying to get into a match. And we'd like, okay, let's try again tomorrow. Um, and then also when they brought in the battle pass mm-hmm. for cosmetics, I think it was the first time or the second time they did the battle pass. Um, all the stuff that I grind, because you, you, you buy the battle pass, but then you have to grind for the items. And I grinded for the items and none of it was unlocking. And I reported it and they were looking into it and there was issues. But in the end, the battle pass passed and I didn't get any of the items that I'd obviously paid for and stuff. But stuff stuff happens and they obviously went on to make many more seasons and battle passes and they would have learned a lot more through the process. Um, and so I, I have every faith that this is just going to be so polished. They're going to want to hit the ground running with this um you know and uh i i hope there are other things like i don't know making clans or crews you know that'd be kind of cool because they did have a leaderboard but i know that for most of us we would join and look at the leaderboard and it would just be like who are the top 10 in the world and you're like oh yeah they've played like five thousand more hours than than me i'm never going to catch up with that so like having more like you know crews and design your own clans and stuff um it's not essential but the, the point is there's just so much that can be done with this game. Um, and if this honestly was a Firewall Zero Hour 1.5, just with like all the updates and improvements, I'd be super happy with it. That's not what this is. Right. That's what they're telling us. It's what seems to be the case. But I, I'm just being honest. If that's what it was, I'd be incredibly happy because of all the tech that comes with PSVR 2. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just so hyped for this for this title. Yeah, they're giving us a lot of what we asked for over the course of the last few years. Um, you know, obviously dedicated servers, rounds of three, um, way, ways to keep people in the game longer with fewer issues. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously exciting, man. Like PSVR two is barely, has barely launched. Uh, and then here we are with just 
likely months to go before uh, the follow-up to one of its most successful titles, one of its most successful exclusive titles on top of that, right? So uh, haters are going to hate, man, but uh, it's going to be it's gonna be real hard to argue with this game, I think, once it gets out there and we all start playing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, man. But we have to, we have to, Brian. I mean, I don't know how long for um, every time there's a Firewall <laughs> Ultra update. <laughs> and I'm just like... There must be a date or incl- oh, it's it's uh it's coming soon. Yeah. And uh, even actually, when I watched PlayStation Access, bless my friend Rob on there when he was saying it at the end of the video, he's like, "And it's coming soon." Like it was like there was a slight hesitation in his voice, and I, I honestly I don't think he knew what the date was. Right. But it's just this whole sense of like by now we feel that we should know the date. But I think we live in a time now where we see the cost of games being put out before that they're ready. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we look at it with Starfield, with Bethesda, you know, doing delays and that, you know, on the other hand, you see what happened with um, Cyberpunk. I think as gamers, at the end of the day, we want developers to take all the time that they need, because when we put the money down for a game, we want to know this was the game they wanted to to put out there. Yes, there's going to be some needs for patches here and there. But, you know, we look at what happened with um, Switchback. You know, that's an example of like, I'd have rather have they'd not delayed it a month, but delayed it six months and just fixed sure. that first. Because even when things do get fixed, you you still have that, I'm going to say emotional baggage, but you do sort of carry like, even when Switchback gets fixed completely, I'm going to still be playing those earlier levels with a sense of, but I've still, ex- I've experienced this already just with like, not the graphics that I was hoping for. Right. And I did have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Firewall Zero Hour because of the lobby issues and the I, I stopped getting the battle pass because I was just like, I know it is fixed, but I just have this feeling in my gut now when I play this game of like, oh, are these issues going to come up again? It's just it's just some psychology you have with games that you spend hundreds of hours in. Um, I think of Destiny in the good old days and you know other games that I had a major love-hate relationship with. And so for them to get this right from the get-go and this is a company from everything they're saying and have spoken about. I get a real sense that this is going to be a very, very well polished game. And uh, yeah, um, I've got every faith in it. ZP with the $5 tip says, once you play firewall with an aim to take players down, you cannot go back to an FPS like call of duty, just looking at a flat screen and twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. You, you get to walls and you want to look around the corner and you have to strafe. And it's like, I think the closest I've ever got to it in a flat screen title was, and I'm sure a lot of the first person shooter games do it now, but the first time I experienced it on a flat screen was I think Wolfenstein. And it had the mode where you could go to a corner and then with the right stick, you could peer out like at an angle. But that's like the closest you're ever going to get to it uh, in VR, being able to just shoot around the corner or throwing grenades down the corridor. Um, All of that really, really great. So um, yeah, I have the same problem yeah. in horror games. Uh, horror games, uh, dude. I remember, I remember right after PSVR one came out, there's this little budget indie game called uh, I want to say it's called Emily Wants to Play. How about I get that right? I think there's a sequel out there too. Um, and it was terrifying. It was terrifying on the flat screen. Super duper simple game. You just wander around and you try to you survive the night. And you, and you, and you had, and there's different rules to follow. It's very Five Nights at Freddy's like, but you have full locomotion. Um, and man, like I remember me and Michelle and everyone else who played it back in the day were like, like, like on the flat screen, 
it would almost give us a heart attack every single time we died, right? Because it's like this crazy jump scare, like crazy shit would happen. And it was like, it was terrifying to play. Um, and then of course it never came to VR, uh, probably would have killed a few people if it did. Um, <laughs> and, but, but over the course of time, these flat screen games just like started losing impact, right? Because, and, and I don't know if they're not scary on the flat screen anymore, or if it's because I simply can't get it out of my head while I'm playing, boy, this would be so much better in VR. Right. And I can't shake that thought. Boy, this would be so much better in VR to the point where it nullifies the effect of whatever hap- is happening on screen, whatever is potentially good, which is why I can't even play Resident Evil 4. Right. Cause I'm just like, Oh, this would be so much better in VR and fingers crossed that it's the full game. Right. I'm going to play Dead Island 2. And I'm going to be real mad when that comes to VR and I didn't wait. <laughs> Dead Island 2 comes out next week, by the way. Can't fucking wait. I got the collector's wow. edition coming. It's the only flat screen game I'm interested in. I thought it was out already, but next um, week. Yeah. Next week. Amazing. Um, we also got Sean Turner with the $5 tip. I, I saved this is because it wasn't relevant for a little while. It was, it was during my <laughs> IGN rant. He says, I agree, Brian. IGN is no bueno. I think PSVR two has an awesome library. I don't know why mainstream media keeps saying it's a lacking lineup. The games are great too. I don't know why they're saying it either, man. I don't know why they're saying it either. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So. I've had to, I've had to stop watching channels that I used to like because it's painful, man. Like people will use the term cringeworthy. I say painful, literally painful to watch people that I love and respect just have no idea what they're talking about anymore. And, <laughs> and, and just, and just, it, it would be one th- dude. I, I respect people so much when they say, I don't know. I need to look into this more. I need to learn more about it. I'm very ignorant on this topic. And so I don't want to sit here and pretend like I know what's going on when I don't really. And too frequently now, no one's willing to say, I don't fucking know. I'll get back to you on it when I feel more experienced. Right. And, and unfortunately, since no one's willing to say that, they're just copying and pasting the words of meta into their shows. And I think that's embarrassing. And on that mm-hmm. super fucking positive note, Miles, I think it's time for 20 <laughs> questions. Uh, <laughs> 20 questions <gasps> and it's me isn't it it is you yeah did you pick a game yeah yep. i've got a game all now. right before yeah, just before we start the game anthony get in my belly game a cat wilkins with a 50 dollar tip says that's not what ign says lol sorry i had to mm-hmm. that's that's what ign says that's not what ign says for a 50 dollar tip you think i'd understand the joke do you think Anthony's British? Possibly. Do you understand the joke? Maybe. There's no way to know. There's no. We'll never know. We'll never know. All right, man. If you guys don't know how this game works, thank you, Anthony. We love you very much. I'm just, I'm just stupid. You know what? I'm ignorant and I don't understand your joke. So I'll get back to you on that when I learn a little bit more about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my research. I'll do my research because I don't want to form an opinion about your joke without not know, without knowing as exactly. much as I can about it. Um, dude, we, I need everybody's help because this game is way more difficult than it should be. Uh, I've only got six minutes and 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PlayStation VR game Miles is thinking. So ask good questions in the chat. Give me some good suggestions based on his answer or his answers. Um, are you, are you ready, Miles? I'm ready. Are you ready, Brian? Yeah, there's even sirens on my end. That's how ready I am. Although, wait, hold on. Whoa. OBS isn't ready. Whoa. O- OBS said, give me a second. So we have to wait. 
Oh, there we go. OBS is ready. Let me put the timer up. On your mark. Get Des. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I need, I need my notebook. I need my notebook. I, I can't keep track of the answers. Yeah, this is the first time I'm not using a notebook to keep tally. I'm actually using a digital notepad, which feels a bit unnatural. It really does. You have fingers, Miles. But we're in the you future. We're in the future, Brian. On your mark. Yeah. Get Des. Go. Uh, was this game on PSVR 1? Yes. That's one. Was this game also on PSVR 2? No. That's okay. two. I don't know what questions I usually ask, but I feel like that was just an easier way to go about it. Um, does this game uh, involve a lot of shooting? Uh, no. Okay. Three. Does this game have full locomotion? Sirens on my end. Uh, no. Not full locomotion. So not a lot of shooting, not full locomotion. Um, awesome Tatum, his new favorite question. Did we mention it at any point on today's show? Uh, yes, oh. yes, you did. Oh, that's fine. Oh, we didn't talk about that many game on today's show. Um, no. What game did we talk about on today's show that doesn't Fire have level. full locomotion? And didn't come to PSVR 2. That's crazy. Fireball. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Um, has this developer made more than one PSVR game? Oh. Um, You're AJing the fuck out of this, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... No. Okay. Only one game. We'll say that for now. Um, oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't really think about this. Kill Artist wants to clarify if it has no to no teleportation or free teleport. Okay. Let, let's just let's just say this. Can you teleport around in this game? Um. By the way, uh, they have made other games. Oh, they have? Okay. Other PSVR games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you teleport around this game? Is that an option? Teleport around? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. You can't teleport around in this game. No. Was this funded by no. uh was this was this a first or second party game? Was this funded by PlayStation uh, or Sony or developed by a first party Sony studio? No. Okay, so third party completely. Um This first person? Yep. It's nine. Oh, interesting question, Dan. Uh, could you use the moves in this game? Yep. You could use the That's moves. That's ten. Okay. Uh, could you use any other device to control it 
uh, meaning steering wheel, um, dual dual shock. Yep, you could. Yeah. Okay. Moves and other. Man. This is crazy. Um, I don't think it can be Ghost Giant, right? Because Ghost Giant, those guys didn't make any other PSVR 1 games. Um, it's not Drone Striker, Shaolin Punk, because they didn't. It's not a lot of shooting in this game. Um, I don't think it's Vacation Sim because uh, he would have known that Alchemy Labs made other PSVR 1 games very easily. Um, okay, time to play. Uh, does this have multiplayer, whether that be co op or PvP? No. no multiplayer. Okay. 12. We didn't talk about Wipeout on today's show, and Wipeout's full locomotion. Driving is inherently full locomotion. Um, Song in the Smoke has full locomotion. Uh, Mark says, is it from a known IP? That could be from a game series or outside of games. It could be from another game series, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. say so. Yeah. So PSVR one game that's connected to another game series somehow. <laughs> Wait, we didn't talk about that many other games on the show today. No, I knew, I knew that this one would throw you. It, it, you did mention it on the show, but it was a throwaway comment. Oh my god! Which might be a massive giveaway. No, no one in the chats mentioned it, and I actually checked on the uh, feed to make sure you had mentioned it because I thought <laughs> that would be a good good game to mention. Oh my god. Uh, Hector Robles, look at Moles just sitting there knowing exactly what the game is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why don't you go through some genres? Go through genres. Uh, is it, is it horror? Yes. It's, it is horror? Yeah. It's, it's horror with uh, no full locomotion and not shooting, uh, no multiplayer. Um, is, it a, is it a puzzle game? Yeah. 15. Is it Five Nights at Freddy's? Help wanted. It is Brian and uh, that uh, Looper had just uh, guessed it. First person to guess it in the chat, dude. So well done. I'm, I mean, spoilers. If it wasn't for Looper suggesting it in the chat, I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> oh really? So I heard you say it before I saw Looper's in the comment come up. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Well done, Looper. Well done, Brian. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, you mentioned. Do, do you know? Do you remember mentioning it just like yeah. minutes ago? Yeah, like yeah, it, 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 it was. You're right. Throwaway comment. There's no way it I would throw away comment because uh, as soon as you mentioned it, I thought I'll use that because if you ask that question, I think that will be a right. Because I, I was, um, I, I briefly said uh, I couldn't. I compared Emily wants to play to Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow. So, so the two questions you asked me that made me stumble. One was um, teleportation. I wasn't sure if there was teleportation in the menu. Like you can go to different areas of the there lobby. Is. Okay, so that okay because uh, I did think none of the games themselves have teleportation, but the lobby does. There's no to no oh, teleportation in some of them. In one of them, when you're walking down the hallway, even has full locomotion. Um, and then there's another one, especially in the uh, in in the Halloween DLC, where you have full locomotion completely. I'm going to tell you right now, Miles, that did not prevent me from getting the game. Okay, but yeah, but that 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 was a mistake on my part. And then in terms of the developers, so um, I've got here Steel Wool Games. Yeah, and they did Qua Infernal Machines. Yeah, yeah. Which um, that's why I couldn't find any other PSVR title. I don't think 
um, except that one, which obviously wouldn't have really come to mind. So, yeah. yeah. No, that was that was on me. I got hung up on some on some crazy stuff way too early, and uh, and and when you at the end you were like, "Ask me more questions. Ask me about genres." Genre, like, genre. It, it's yeah. like that. I should just been. I just. I shouldn't have stopped. I shouldn't have just been like, "Well, what did I talk about this this episode?" I should have kept going yeah. and just should have kept asking questions. As soon as you you hit it with the two that I knew was going to really narrow it in, yeah. it was genre horror puzzles. So right, yep. uh, like those two things, and it's yeah, it all it all came together. Yeah. Um. All right, dude, we got to get out of here. It's been almost a two-hour show, but before we go, guys, don't forget to subscribe to Miles. Uh, he's got his very own YouTube channel where he not only covers PSVR 2 games, but all sorts of other stuff. Uh, YouTube.com slash Miles. Miles, what is going on over there this week? Yeah, uh, like this week, every night I've been working behind the scenes on getting the show format for Miles Die Live every Wednesday, uh, which is at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, I've got a guest coming up on the show that I can't confirm just yet because we're just finalizing it. Uh, but it's going to be a really, really good show once that's all nailed. Um, but tomorrow, it's going to be an early one if you're on the West Coast. Uh, I am going to be live streaming before going out for my brother's birthday for a meal. And we're going to be playing Garden of the Sea. Um, so that is going to be taking place um, at 4 p.m. my time, which is 11 a.m. Eastern, which is 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I had to really think about that one. Um, I am going in blind, um, but um, I'm really looking forward to having quite a chilled game after boxing the hell out of a lot of you last week. Um, <laughs> so I know a lot of people out there are quite curious about the game. I know you, Brian, have played only an hour. Um, so if anyone's curious about it, and even if you can't watch it live, it's always available on replay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be good. But yeah, Miles Die Live, the Wednesday shows. Um, it's really ramping up in formatting. I've got a lot of guests now planned, um, which is just going to help with just so I'm not panicking every Tuesday night going, what's, what's the show going to be about <laughs> right, tomorrow? Right. Um, I've now actually got a bit of a structure. Um, so, um, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, time to get out of here. Thank you, Miles, for hanging out. It's been a great show. It's been really fun to hang out and get caught up with you. And, My pleasure. Uh, always talk always about, good. Talk about PSVR 2 and get, apparently get a little uh, get a little anger off my back it was nice to vent publicly <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys uh, thank you everybody out there who helps the channel run uh obviously people like jay meow who gets us up on podcast services of your choice thank you everybody out there in mp3 land listening with your ears fuck i always screw that up also uh sci-fi game cat henry who puts timestamps into this sucker after the fact um all my mods who make my life so much better each and every day thank you very much you guys for keeping this place civil and discord civil guys don't forget to join us over on discord click the link in the description down below thank you to everybody who supports us financially over here on uh, youtube.com slash without pro games um with member support uh, Patreon support over patreon.com slash without pro games. Uh, thank you everybody who tips during the show. Uh, you got cold yogurt. I'm so sorry, but I don't know what the problem was. I did read your tip out. I had to go into the annals of YouTube basement to find your tip, but I did read it. Uh, and can't wait to celebrate synth riders with you. Um, thank you to everybody who tips during the show. Thank you to everybody who supports financially. Thank you to everybody who chatted during the show, hung out in the chat, uh, helped me with 20 questions, looper, uh, and everybody who sat back, watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. Have a good weekend, Miles. You too, Brian. Have a good one, Game Cats. Much love.
man, <laughs> it was actually it was actually shocking to me when I came when we got back to the title screen here, and it was Green Hell Co-op. <laughs> like we talked about Firewall for so long, and but it like skimmed over Green Hell. Uh, I I feel like I snafu'd the thumbnail. I feel like it should have been a Firewall thumbnail. It's all right. You can always change it now. Yeah, that sounds like work. It's 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 the weekend. <laughs> I have I have other work yeah. to do, Miles. We'll talk about green, Brian. <gasps> um, something I've yeah, not that type of green. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, something I actually decided to give a go last weekend for Creed was setting up a green screen. Um, and the magic of green screen, Brian. Mm-hmm. My green screen is abysmal. It looks so shocking, like creases. It looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, but the technology you get. Oh no! Yeah, I know, but like the actual fabric looks terrible. But then when you actually have cameras and that, what computers are able to do now? Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah okay. It crops it out totally fine. Um, so um, I did it for Creed. So yeah, this week's clip of the week. It's not anything particularly funny. It's just a clip of me boxing a game cat. Um, but um, it was a good time, and I'm quite happy with the green screen format. And nice. if you have Creed or you've considered it get it and let's do more multiplayers of it together because it's a really good time and it's a good workout all right well let's let's check it out hey to anyone who's just joined to let's play i am taking on you the viewers you can put the headset on join me in the ring that's exactly what's happening right now every other weekend i do multiplayers and then the weekends between that i do single player so be sure to subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't already for youtube.com forward slash miles. And if you have suggestions, let me know. I'd love to hear them. Looks like he's going for the knockout. My, my uh, interest in VR games is very diverse. Horror games is where I usually draw the line, but I will give them a go. Madison I'm not looking forward to in VR. Looks absolutely horrific. Oh, he's got a sore face. But there was one mistake, Brian. Wait, wait, wait. We're almost there. Almost. There it is. What was the one mistake? So I was wearing my new Dragon Ball Z shirt. Oh. And (laughs) one of the characters in Dragon Ball Z on my shirt was Piccolo. And what do you know about Piccolo, Brian? Um, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z, but because I am familiar with green screens, I'm assuming that Piccolo is a green character has green skin he is green brian (laughs) so on my shirt he has a green face and green hands and it looked like i had three bullet holes through me (laughs) three gaping bullet holes so i love that i had i did all the tricky stuff setting up the green screen but the one time i wore any green and it was there you know man i do not um, miss working with green screens dude like i mean i i may consider i've got a portable one that i can just kind of spring up wherever i I need it Uh, and for a place like this i saw time to play in the chest can you just paint one of your walls green i'm like where do you live where you just have a dedicated wall that you can have behind you i mean i'm sure it works for some people but like i i don't have any place for that um dude yeah I used to deal with green screens every time we filmed Why We Love episodes. Like it, it used to look yeah. like I, I filmed in a very, very cool place with gigantic windows in the middle of Gotham City. Dude, um, I was so impressed with that studio <laughs> setup. Like in the green, like, uh, but, but I mean, as green screen. I mean, at yeah. first I thought it was real, and then when it was green screen, I'm like, that's really good green screen because 
you know, not to get too technical now, but like in that clip, you can see it when it's clipping my hands either right, side. Right. And it's yep. because people don't appreciate like, yeah, when you're sat down, yes, you can do a lot more. But in standing up games, you tend to forget like how much space you need above and around you. Like there's a lot of green screen that you need, which is why people do paint the walls and the floor right. so you can get their legs and feet in for mixed reality and all that. Right. But those are people that have literally said this, we're going to get this room in the house. We're going to strip it. And it's, you know, I've seen people do it. They literally just have a room that is, they've just got a bucket of green paint and just lobbed it <laughs> on the ceiling and walls and gone. Yep. That's it. That's it done. Um, Dude, I don't, so I, I don't need, I barely have room to play VR. Forget about a room, a, a room for VR. You know, like I, I'm every time I see Nathy play something and he's got like, he's got the circle in the middle of the room. He's got like the Super Mario right. Brothers stuff out there. He's got a big Bioshock statue. I'm like, like, what do you do, dude? Like, wait, like, how, how do I, how do I end up in big giant house with big giant Bioshock statue with big giant room to play VR? In? And I, I'm going to tell you, Miles. It ain't happening. This is this is where I am for the next few years. Well, you're in you're in like Massachusetts, Boston. Like yeah. it's not a cheap part of the states. Like, well, um, I'm I'm in the middle of the I'm in the middle of the ghetto in the middle of Worcester. Boston is more expensive. Worcester is cheaper. Sure. And where I live is like, especially when I especially when I got my place, like it was super run down. Um, so yeah, you, you you make sacrifices, man, to do the thing you want to do. You do, yeah. but I'll tell you what, man, yeah. like we're approaching 100,000 subscribers, like a project in the next couple of years is to get you a VR palace, Brian, Ooh. like GameCat HQ VR with, a, with a light that shines out into the sky, is the GameCat icon. Is there a harem? Do I get a, a harem? What? Do I get a harem with my VR palace? Maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll have to cost it, cost it up. All right. Well, it's expensive to the channel. It'll be tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? What's this? Yes. My, my tax guy will go. What's this seventy five thousand dollars? I'll be like harem. Like, harem. Okay, write it off. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous conversation we've had, guys. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you all so very much. Hopefully, we'll see you over on Discord. We love you all.